Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Super Show podcast. I'm your host for this week, Jamie, and joining me, I'm very glad to be able to say, is Chris with a brand new trim. Welcome. And uh, thank you, Mr. Jones, no trim for you, but looking slick as ever. Uh, no trim, no trim, just uh, grease um, and sweat. <laughs> oh, natural, wow. baby. Yeah. I wouldn't have it any Delicious. other way. Where's and- that smell of vision when you need it? Oh, God. <laughs> I think that's I'll send you a scratch and sniff for next episode. That's when we have Ugh. to pack the podcast in, right? When people can smell us as we're recording this thing. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, can you imagine? Like, I, I really enjoy the comfort of knowing that no one can see other than like what I show them. Like, no one knows what happens over there. Someone could yeah, be no chained one knows up what's to that radio down there. Well, that's you know what's it. weird is I was I was thinking I bet there's someone chained up, and then you said there's someone chained up. Just yeah, look, there's someone handcuffed. There's a radiator over there. I'm not letting them out for weeks. Oh, Boys, um, are, are, are you hold on? Are you unofficially uh, filming the sequel to Spiral? Yes, that's exactly right. I've got a Chris Rock lookalike. He's chained up. He's not going anywhere. I'm going to wait till I can see those ribs. Play them like a xylophone. <laughs> then I'm letting him out into a pit of traps and all sorts of nasties. Oh my god! Oh, do you know what? Earlier on, boys, I was calling the Olympic Committee pussies, but it turns out um, we're kind of pussies too. Because this is, in fact, episode yeah. 73. We might have missed a week, uh, but we are not going to backtrack. We're not going to correct the numbers to <sighs> um, to make it clear that that was the case. We're just going to roll with the punches, because that's what life is about, after all, right? Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and this 73rd episode in the 74th week in the life of the Super Show can, of course, be enjoyed on YouTube, which you may well be watching us there now, in which case, hello, like the video, leave a comment, hey. why not? What's up? Yeah, it's someday in and, the future, and, two like five years from now, when we are employing a small team, one a poor little intern is going to go back and have to work out why there's a week missing. From yeah, the, what, what, uh, the, what the fuck the happened here? Yeah, yeah the, I listened to another podcast where they thought they'd be really smart when they didn't have a full house yet in terms of the people who are going to be hosting it. So they did episode zero as kind of like a precursor episode, and they cursed that decision for the rest of their lives. <laughs> yeah. uh, that podcast no longer runs, so do the maths. Wow. Once you yeah. fuck with the numbers, uh, clock's ticking. Was, was that the happen. all-time gaming super show? <laughs> no, but the, that also died, so um, R.I.P. Did it die? Did it die or did it mutate? Let me ask you this, Jonesy. No, you it, got, wanted, it got murdered. If it you, got murdered. Actually, I was about to say, if you wanted to listen to that shit, could you? You can, right? It's still on, on Spotify, right? Probably. Shit, you're right. Yeah, so, it is. So there you go. Anytime you wanted to watch a sixist or a Let's Play and you couldn't, you could just go back and listen to the old iteration on the Super Show, although brace yourself, you might start an episode to hear it being hosted by Steph, in which case, just, <laughs> you know. Skip, skip to the next. Did one. Steph? Did Steph ever host an episode? Oh, big time! Do you not remember where he said, "I'm here with a couple of players"? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the best, oh, the best podcast intro we've ever done. Uh, you've reminded me. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm here with Just a couple, with of, a couple players. of players. <laughs> I, I sympathise with him because um, I miss I miss Steph. Oh my oh, god, bro, I miss him as well. I'm luckily still in a, a Formula One 2020 league with him every week, and that's, yeah. that's how I get my Steph Murphy feel. Go and follow him on. Uh, Technovo handle for all the platforms that you can imagine because yeah those boys are working and we're on a bunch of those platforms as well uh, you can find us over on Twitter at Super Show Pod send us a tweet why not reach out get involved will we reply <laughs> yep. you'll have to wait and see that's part of the fun um, it's like Russian roulette fella exactly know? except in this game of Russian roulette there's actually zero bullets in the gun we're, we're just we're just not going to engage with you it's not how we roll. We do, however, roll on podcasting platforms of your choice. That's Spotify, that's iTunes, that's Google Podcasts, 
could be elsewhere. Who knows? Again, part of the adventure, right? Life's full of surprises. Do you know what else is full of surprises? Mm. The scheduling on the number one digital radio show channel of, of all time. It, that's right. Check the charts. It's number one. It's trending universal. Paisley Radio. That's paisleyradio.com if you want to listen in yourself. You can find us, though, specifically at Thursday at 10 p.m., which makes me wonder, what did they do last week? Did any of us reach <laughs> I out? I was just thinking just, that. Just a, f- a rerun. <laughs> it's got to be a rerun. I, I like the idea that... Shout out to Paul, by the way. I like the idea that they just played two hours of silence. It was like an in-memoriam. <laughs> this is where the Super Show should be. That would be so good, wouldn't it? Well, um, like I said, I was saying just for the, the show, like my idea was I, I thought I was going to have time to actually get something out for the podcast last week. but And my idea was to do the... Uh, as uh, I can't remember like a good ch- a show that had done it, but Jamie reminded the Simpsons used to do it. Is when they didn't have a new episode, you would just get clips from old episodes. Oh and yeah, I, yeah, that was my plan. I was like, oh, I'm going to record like a a little Troy McClure thing where I'm just like, oh, this great gem from where Jamie and Chris <laughs> couldn't decide which game was better. Yeah, yeah, we like, should we should just do like clip. a greatest hits, and all it would be is just you and Jamie arguing. Great, yeah, that would fill yeah, up all the runs that we needed. <laughs> you don't need one argument to take up yeah. most of it. So yeah, we, right. we will touch a little bit more on what happened last week. Before we get there, I will actually give a proper deserved shout-out to Paisley Radio. Once again, that's paisleyradio.com. You can catch us there Thursdays at 10 p.m., and if you miss it, it's repeated on Mondays. And again, it's it's digital radio. It's on the internet. There's no reason it's not there. to tune in. Do a bit of time code magic, and you're there. Boys, we've got an absolute jam-packed, bonerific <sighs> show. Boner? I don't know. We got a, we got wow. a big show coming up because wow. um can I can I just interject for a second of course first of all thank you for hosting all right because <laughs> it's 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 always a treat like you what I love about the when you host is you are so obviously nervous about it and yet <laughs> so naturally talented at it bro I'm so it's pro. A, it's, it, it's a thrilling combination it, it is great I'm I'm shitting bricks I don't know if my <laughs> voice sometimes quivers when I talk. I also made a, a podcasting, uh, uh, what's the what's the French word? Faux, Faux pas. pas. Faux, Faux pas, pas. Yeah. Mm. I had half a Snickers duo just before we started, and that <laughs> subtle, such a delicious blend of like caramel and nougat and various other ingredients. Is your mouth getting all claggy? It's a little bit claggy. It's a little bit like every time I kind of shut my jaw, it doesn't quite want to open again. So Which, you licked a, t- a teaspoon of... I thought you were about to say I licked a teaspoon. Licked a tit. No, a teaspoon... Of peanut butter right before you came on. That's been far too long since I've licked a tit, though. Yeah. Thanks for nothing, wow. coronavirus. Wow. Jesus Christ. You um, lick your own tit, though. I, to be I, fair, mate, they'll be so desperate got... when they finally get out again. You know, you'll be well in there. I think I'll be the wow. desperate one. I'll be running around wow. like I am now. No trousers, no pants. <laughs> arrest me, motherfucker. I'm wanking. You're going to have to touch my dick if you arrest me. So, you know. It's like my, Get it's, your hands it's like off my, my anti, penis. It's like my anti-mugging technique. If someone's going to try and mug you, you stab receive you. my penis? Yeah. <laughs> Succulent Chinese meals, huh? They're good. Not as good oh, yeah. as the things we've got to talk about today because we are in full-on pre-E3 mode. That's right. The summer of E3 is not quite upon us, but the game reveals and gameplay reveals and trailers and so on are. So we're going to be talking about Dying Light 2, which had a gameplay reveal today. So did Horizon Forbidden West. We've got a bunch of information on series like Dragon Quest and Sonic. We've even got a bit of tech news out of uh, Valve and Lord Gayben himself. But before... Ah, damn it, we should, we, should have called, we should have called Steph. Say, hey, Steph, come on, come on over for... The, the tech minute. I mean, would it be too like crazy? He might be streaming right now, but I, should, I could call him on loudspeaker. I could just ring him up and. I mean, how about we just crack on? Would it, would it, would it, it record? 
I, oh, we could come up with some Jesus. whole grand tale where I call them up and I'm like, I'm I'm in the county you live in and I'm I'm stuck in a crack den. You have to come and get me out. I'm in a K-hole and yeah. I can't move. <laughs> I'm stuck in lashings. <laughs> exactly. We might have just doxed Steph, but there you go. Buy him a pint. Wow. You see him there. Um, <laughs> lads, I mentioned that we touched on what happened last week. How about we do so in mm. the form of a comment of the week? Yes, okay. good idea. This one comes in from Alan O'Donnell. Shout out to you, Alan. I hope everything is okay with you guys. Your weekly episode is making a big old gap in my approved weekly podcasts. Um, mm. I think he means. I think he means us not uploading last. Uh, yes, yeah. left a gap. We yeah. are responsible for Alan O'Donnell's gap, boys. Thoughts <laughs> and please, as you deliver them, stare straight down the barrel of the lens so people know you're being sincere. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll wade right into this one. First of all, Alan, allow us to apologize and hopefully this will plug your gap uh, adequately. Um, yeah, well, well, what what happened, fellas? It's uh, I, I don't know who to throw to for that. Who like neither of you are quite none. I, I, should actually I feel like we need some slow, we need some slow emotional music and just like stare down the barrel and do a slow push in and be like, "We're sorry, Alan. We didn't mean to leave you unfulfilled." <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I think we need some slow jams, and then you're going to start, start belting out Remix to Ignition. Wow. And then he's going to take what his dick out. Is that a slow jam? Remix to Ignition. Yeah, and then you're going to, and you're going to piss on a little girl. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, yeah, I feel like... Your on, idea of a good night is it's weird. You were the one that brought up putting on R. Kelly as make-out music. Do you know what kind of a tone No, I didn't. Sense? Oh, was that? No, yes, I you didn't. Did. You, did. you said that it was you said remix. To ign- Mate, remix you, you're talking about licking tits and uh, playing slow jams. I, I gotcha. Don't worry, it's all right. Okay. Jonesy, in all in all seriousness, without being what too, happened? Uh, yeah, without being too, you know, emotional. <laughs> um, we so uh, I'm sure like a lot of people who listen to the show regularly know that we all three of us work as uh, editors, like in our day to day. And Hold it on. just so happened. Hold on a second. Don't, well, don't insult me. all right. No, don't right, insult, Chris, you insult, guys Chris, are you working. Were, you, well, what were you doing last week, Chris? And okay, Chris was, yeah, he was, was working as an editor. You were working as an editor. Thank you very much. He was not, not permanent. Just just a little just a little a little ditty. And okay. the the freelance nature of the uh, the work that we all attempt <laughs> to do uh, do in some cases attempt to do in some other cases um, meant that we were all insanely busy uh, in the normal sort of Thursday yeah. Friday run when we record. And unfortunately, that carried on for the whole of the weekend, and so we didn't manage to get anything out and it really was like um wall to wall for all three of us so we're it's really sorry yeah. that we didn't get didn't get a podcast out but as uh, someone pointed out in our little whatsapp group martin from just interesting did point out that we've only missed one one week in a 72 week run so it was pretty good going but hopefully we had, um, we had a we had a good run also i like to think that we uh you know we, we just shocked a few people to remind them who's boss here all right you 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 what, come here each yeah yeah no us okay? they have the power you come you come here each week for us and right. we are here for you we are each other's bosses no it's like a bondage relationship right we're like the um we're the ones with the whip in hand however they are the ones with the real power because they've got the safety word and they can just say stop whenever they want and turn us off <laughs> yeah well yeah That's i mean works. I, I i am sorry everybody uh you know, usually we get busy at different times for different reasons, for different things, not necessarily just work. Um, although this time it was work for all three of us. And I think that's why it kind of just all fell apart. And there were some deadlines that happened over the weekend, which made things exceptionally difficult to kind of record whatever we could record. And 
hey, sometimes you just have to take that L. But you know what? I, you know what I learned this weekend, fellas. What's that? An L doesn't stand for loss; it stands for lesson. And as long as you <laughs> learn from it, you're winning. All right? Yeah. If you turn, a- do you know what happens? If you take two L's and you put them together, you make a win. <laughs> so make- <laughs> and you you cock them forty five degrees. If you turn yeah. L upside down, you get a seven. And, uh, Which was a great uh, film with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. What's in the box? Another episode of the Super Show podcast. We cracked the case. There you go. <laughs> it's us it. and Gwyneth Paltrow's guts sharing that yeah. box. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, but I, I, I guess the point is this, though. Um, we've gone so long trying to avoid it happening. It happened eventually. Like we said, we had a really good run. It's not to say that it will never happen again, because it might. But we know we're, we're trying hard. We're trying hard to avoid episode these kind of seventy-four. It's going to get <laughs> yes, yeah, seventy-four. Be this, three. So weeks this is the up. last episode of the Super Show podcast. So get your fill now yeah. because there's not going to be one next week. Yeah, I to mean, be fair, should we we should crack on because we are dragging this out like it's the end, and we're sort of yeah. like putting. By the in. way, it is quarter to midnight. Yeah, yeah, well, because we had to wait for all the shit that we're going to talk about, right? But I, I think I that's just, also another, you know, not to wank over each other too much, but that's another <laughs> little plus column, right? Like that we we wanted to make sure we'd seen everything so we could report it as we saw it because we're, good, you know, we're good journalists. We play the games we talk Roving about. Roving reporters, I, th- I believe. Roving reporters, man on the scene. Can, can I just, I just want to say that to, to Chris's point, what he was just saying, um, I think what Chris was saying, if I was a producer in, in, in the movies in Hollywood, I would never cast Gwyneth Paltrow for anything ever. Like, there's right. no role I can imagine where I'd go. Do you know who's best for that role? Gwyneth Paltrow. You don't, yeah, there aren't many, like, uh, movie producers uh, sitting around offices going, like, who's that one chick who turns her pussy into candles? We need her. <laughs> and who's like, just, like, a bit of a wet blanket. No, do you know what she could, she can play? Do you know what I would cast her as? I would cast her as the annoying sister-in-law that was just kind of, like, know. a bit, like, you, you didn't really like in kind of a British rom-com. <laughs> and then everyone would right. be like... They- Oh, they're bringing Gwyneth. Oh, God. Sorry, yeah. Jonesy, they've already Gwyneth. made Shakespeare in love. I don't, what? Yeah. All right, guys. Snap, ah, snap, snap question. And there is a correct answer to this, okay? What was Gwyneth Paltrow's best role? Okay, and it's and it's not seven. Are we saying that up front? It, it could be, you know, uh, it could be. It could mm, be. I mean, she was good in that, but that's also just a good movie that she didn't have much to do in. I think some people liked her in the MC. Sliding right? Doors, was she in that? Sliding Doors. Sliding, sliding Doors is a quality one, but sliding no, doors. wrong, wrong. Wow. Um, I'm at a loss. I don't know if I've got an answer. She's the this. female Tobey Maguire. If you had to say who's the, she's the. That's uh, mean to Tobey. Nah, come on. No, he's such a wet blanket as well. Like, if you no, want Toby's, anyone to look like a sad sack in any film, I'm, I'm sorry, Tobey is quality. He just had a had a, a the wrong. Wrong hand of cards dealt to him, is what I will say. What by hey, by God? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think I might know. What, uh, I had to Google it though, but I've got a, an answer for what you you might be thinking of, Chris. Uh, well, you see, I, I think you probably cracked. In that it case, what is it? Human centipede. She was it. That kind. She was the one that got her mouth. No, never mind. Um, <laughs> you set then, Chris. Set. Just no, go on. I want to see if it. you're on if you're on the wavelength. Shallow how? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay, I thought I might have got it. Go on, then tell us. <laughs> Although Shallow Hell is a, is a good shout. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Contagion. Contagion. The 2011 oh, film a about while. a precursor for, effectively, what was COVID. 
And you know who caused the worldwide pandemic in contagion? Was it Gwyneth Paltrow? Paltrow. Do you know why? Because she was cheating on her husband with a sushi chef in some fucking airport or some shit like that. No. And she caused everyone to die. So Unrealistic. We yeah. all know that viral pandemics only ever happen when you fuck monkeys. That's why, what was the one with Dustin Hoffman that's the real viral movie? Oh, fuck, was it? Outbreak. 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 That movie's Outbreak. fucking realistic because the thing starts when a dude fucks a chimp. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Bro. Yes, exactly. Go and watch, the, go and watch I, the, jo- I saw that. I saw that video. Jonesy. It was like, I, I had two fast It's where it runs out the little cage. No, the little monkey no, runs see, in. And goes, I, I knew exactly yeah. what you are going to do, Mr. Theatrical Cut. Go and watch the director's <laughs> cut of Outbreak and Dustin Hoffman puts his dick in a monkey. Yeah, you can see it on Pornhub. Uh, what are, how are you guys doing? I'm tired, I'm not going to lie. Like, you can see my eyes are red as fuck and they're shriveling up. I've got small eyes at the best of time, but when I'm tired, they get even smaller. Your beady little eyes. Jonesy, my little mole eyes Jonesy, start to disappear into I, my I, head. I didn't know Jonesy at the time, but I've got to imagine when Jonesy... Do you ever own a Wii? A Nintendo did, Wii? yeah. I've got to yeah. imagine when Jonesy made his me, he just chose the option for eyes that were just dots. <laughs> You know, of course, <laughs> little, little and, and then took took the side size slider all the way down. Yeah, do, do you know what I imagine Jonesy to be like when he takes his um, glasses off? He's like Maz Katana from The Force Awakens. Is that the 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 old lady with the big that head is, who who gives yeah. the lightsaber to Ray? That's the one. No, I'm yeah. I'm like the um the things from is it I think it's like an episode of Buffy or something I don't know with a weird horror thing where you take glass off and there's no eyes there it's just skin. And he realized that the uh, the glass the eyes are actually in the glasses. The eyes are oh, in the glasses. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, cheers. Oh wow, oh, that's okay. a, a rogue choice. What inspired that uh, move? Uh, what inspired it was I want to go to sleep as soon as we finished recording this podcast. So I didn't want any caffeine. Jesus Christ! Well, it Mo- sounds like you Mo- both need waking up. And do you know what wakes <laughs> me up and gets me harder than anything else? Oh my god! Uh, 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 an enema. An apple. Both close, depending on what you do with the apple. The answer I was looking for was, in fact, Gabe Newell. And he's been making headlines this week. Do you want to know why? Our Lord and Saviour, tell us. Yes. Well, uh, a few sneaky reporters and leakers and insider men and whatnot have shed some light on what Valve might be planning on when it comes to their next move in the hardware scene. Mm. Mm, Interesting. We We did kind of cover this last time, didn't we? When we... We did. That's right. When he was talking, he was talking to some schoolboys, uh, trying to make friends in New Zealand. You know, down under. You are spot on. Uh, Gabe was at a, a panel conversation in a New Zealand school just a few weeks ago, and he said, "Quote: You will talking about Val's future console video game plans." You might remember. He said, mm. "You will get a better idea of that by the end of the year, and it won't be the answer you expect. You'll say, Aha, now I get what he was talking about.' Just imagine that in Gabe Newell's <laughs> voice." Um, oh, okay. uh-huh. go, go do it do, do your game new I fucking love your game uh-huh. new impression no I know we're true. no I can't do it it's been too long it's been too long I've done Phil Spencer too many <laughs> he bailed, times since he and, bailed on it yeah exactly but you see, with, with Phil Spencer you got to knock your head back right but with uh, Gabe you got to, you got to like, yeah. push your arm Phil, Phil Spencer you've got to get this weird it's like this physics reversing phenomenon where you get more of a double <laughs> chin the further your first chin gets from your neck it's like the skin <laughs> Moves it defies gravity in some respects. It's very impressive. Shout out, Phil Spencer. I really, I really wish you didn't say that about Phil Spencer because we're actually going to have him as a guest on the show <laughs> next week, bro. If- hey, he's worked out hard to get that extra chin under that first chin. So I don't think know. he's got an extra chin. I just think he's just cracked a vertebra or something in his. <laughs> <laughs> 
the dude, the dude, the dude's got a jack neck. Like, like, let's give him props. He's he's got he's done two great things in the last decade: Game Pass and that fucking neck. Shout out to the boy. <laughs> wow. Just works out his neck. Every goes hey, to the gym. He's, every he's day. Also, you know he's those also things where, pretty... they, where they put weights on the side of their head and they're like that, and they just look like fucking idiots. He just—that's the only move he does. Then he goes home. Yeah, but it's hold like... on. He, he's also got a, a kick-ass T-shirt collection. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And wow. uh, do you know what? I've got a lot of time for Phil Spencer and uh, what he's done at Xbox. This is another Troy totally. Baker moment 100%. where, like, I've been mortified. <laughs> but that's part of recording yourself on a podcast anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna just google phil spencer's neck and see what comes up great and it's just because he always he's always kind of like stands like this he's like today like you're exactly right it's like the 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 chin's not that high but somehow there's a lot of room for kind of like neck yeah he's got this kind of this weird shoulder kind of neck posture thing yeah and and like imagine your vertebrae in your neck right where it's like they're cubes if you imagine them to be relatively cube shaped but it's almost like one of them is like like a cheese like a cut cheese you know like the classic cartoon cut cheese where it's like triangular yes a wedge all right and it's like the wedge except the the tall side is in the front like by his throat and the the small side is at the back of his neck and it just kind of like cocks his whole head back the dude can't help it (laughs) What's great is I typed in Phil Spencer neck and it's given like half the pictures of Phil Spencer. Half of them are this guy from um, a British like TV show about houses. Yeah, <laughs> and he it's really weird. There is there is an English Phil Spencer who's he, it's like location, 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 or one of those shows. Oh, right. that one he of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd recognise him, Chris. Yeah. Um, because God knows you love your team. Right, Gabe. <laughs> Back to Gabe. Yeah, so obviously, look, <laughs> Valve uh, obviously have a huge presence in the PC market for obvious reasons, Steam and so on and so forth, and obviously developing and publishing their own games. When it comes to other forms of Shout hardware, out to the best game in the world, Dota. Well, I thought you were going to say half. I don't They make <laughs> games. They've made games. They Artifact, ever heard of it, guys? Round of applause? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> When it comes to their dabbling in the hardware side of things, it's been a little bit, um, little bit touch and go. Obviously, some of their VR efforts have been well received and you know seem to be still going fairly strong. Uh, the Steam machines, for those who remember them, not so well received. They were a range of kind of Chris, you might know better than me, but almost like mm. an attempt to sort of like home consoleify PC specs at slightly more affordable price and a way that was less well, scary. For not, for- not not even not even that really. It was just almost like a certification program and it was like yeah like i guess valve had a certain specification like a minimum specification that they could say this could construe as a steam box Mm. and you can market it as that alienware had a fucking steam box you know like companies did it it just wasn't very well What's, what's the point when you've got that sitting next to other builds of pc you can buy like well, no, it must be because, weird. Because the point was that um, th- this was at the time that uh, Valve were tr- thinking of doing their own OS, their Steam oh, OS, okay, right. which I think they still yeah. have kicking about somewhere. But the idea was... Is that the thing you uh, can open up, you can play games in on Steam if you want to go into like big picture mode and you just sort of... Yeah, exactly. Very, very similar kind of thing. But the thinking behind it was you wouldn't run Windows, it would just boot up into the Steam OS. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So it is much which more console-y than... Um, yeah, and I guess a, a bit more streamlined, as it were. It, you know, a, a decent idea, a poor implementation. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I do, however, 
I did buy one of their Steam controllers. It's still in the box, but but I did oh, buy yeah. them. I bought one they of those were, as well. They were throwing yeah. them away at one point, right? That's that's yeah. why I bought it. It was like five dollars or something. There you go. Well, yeah, so the, the numbers on the Steam machines, for anyone wondering, is that uh, by seven months after the official release, they had sold fewer than half a million units, uh, and in less than a year, they had been discontinued entirely. So I think uh, Valve would admit something of a failure, but, boys, they might be added again with a little something called Project Neptune, a.k.a. Ooh. the Steam Pal. Um, <laughs> and that, that's, that's not a joke. That's actually what some people are calling it at this stage. And, and even better because there is a logo knocking about of Steam Pal, and I yeah. think this is a, it's a logo that was extracted from like this like data pool. So it's it's from Valve's end of things, but all it is is the Steam logo and Pal from PayPal kind of fucking chunked together. Yeah, it's exactly. ridiculous. It's it, weird. It's insane. And uh, let's get straight to the point as to what the Steam Pal actually is. Hmm. It's being described as, and again, because none of this is technically official, a Switch-like portable PC designed to run a large number of games on the Steam PC platform via Linux, and it could launch, again, depending on the supply chain, by the end of the year. Boys, if I could get both of your gut reactions when you hear about Valve making a Switch-like portable PC that's coming with gamepad controls, with a touchscreen, with everything. Jonesy, like, what do you think when you hear that? Not to put you on the spot, but that's that's the fun of podcasting. <laughs> um, I think it sounds like hot trash. <laughs> yeah, okay, good, good. <laughs> like the so Switch, as we talked about before, this Nintendo in general, but the Switch as well specifically, like has a specific market, and Nintendo has a very specific place in the console market. Like it doesn't compete against um, PlayStation, it doesn't compete against Xbox. It's its own kind of thing. It has its own kind of games. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why, for example, you can have a Switch which runs at lower resolution, has less, like the graphics aren't as good, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, <coughs> and it doesn't matter because it's a, because it's works. It's Nintendo. It's Switch. It's fun. Everything. But the second you say, okay, you now want to take the pinnacle of gaming graphics wise and fidelity wise, and the people that like to play those, you know, and people that buy games on Steam, and now you're going to compress that down into a handheld, which is going to be massively limited on processor power graphics power like everything ah, else but is it I'd, yeah of this course it will be because if, if it's basically what you're gonna have to do is take a laptop with really high-end stuff smash, smash it into something really small stick a screen on it and then make it portable so you've got to be able to carry it around it can't be huge you've got cooling problems and everything it's either going to cost a fortune it's going to be like 10 grand because <laughs> it's so like cutting edge or it's going to be not as good as your pc well jonesy there are companies that have do have these kinds of things on the market that run Windows um, Windows 10. They are available. They're not super expensive. They are decent. You know, not not amazing, but they are decent. Um, but what you got to remember is Valve have a lot of money, okay? Whereas these companies that are pumping out these things, they're kind of like niche products. So Valve's got a lot of money, which means they have a lot of buying power. Like NVIDIA um, tried it, right? NVIDIA made their little clamshell thing. Was it yeah, the Shield. The Shield, NVIDIA yeah. Shield. Mm. Um, Nobody bought one. No. And also, one person I know. Alienware have already released, I think, a concept, right, Chris, for yes, something similar. Yeah, but yeah no, I think they called it Project UFO. Yeah. So I, I, I think from Gabe's perspective, there is a an interest there. Whether it's a good idea or not, I'm not going to comment <laughs> on. Um, oh, I will for you. It's a bad idea. Okay, uh, but mixed with that, the um, the talk about the, I believe it's called, is it 
the Renoir, AMD, not the Renoir, it's something else. Anyway, AMD's new kind of like APU that they've got working out. And the, the speculation is that this APU is what is powering all of this and has kind of led to this kind of decision. Because if you think about it, what Steam does, or, or Valve rather, what they do with Steam boxes, it, just because you can't buy a Steam box doesn't mean that they aren't endlessly tinkering with that kind of concept, right? Yeah. So you said, okay, the, the Linux operating system, that is what SteamOS is based on. It's based on Linux. Um, or Linux, whoever, however you fucking want to say it. So <laughs> they, e- even though they've left the market in terms of the Steam box, they didn't stop. So what you're seeing here is the next kind of down-the-path iteration of what they were trying to achieve. Right. And if you think, okay, well, their first attempt wasn't, was a good idea poorly implemented, and you add time. I don't think I would agree the imp- that first attempt was a good idea. It is a good idea because you you lo- you trying to lower a barrier of PC gaming. As it, what do you mean? As in you you you're trying to get more people into it, or you're trying to? What do you mean by lower so, the yeah, barrier? Yeah, you're tr- you're, tr- you're trying to streamline the process of playing games, so you don't have to deal with all PC bullshit. But also, you're lowering the the cost, right? Like, let's put it this way: if you are able to get your hands on an Xbox Series X or a PS5, you cannot get that kind of performance from a PC at that price that they are doing it, mm. right? I, no, I see what you mean. But for me, the weird thing is, like, if people want to buy a PC, they're going to buy a PC. If people want to buy a console, they're going to buy a console. If you come out and tell me, I've got a box, which is basically a, P- a cheap PC that runs games and works kind of like a console runs, I just don't really know who the market is. <laughs> But the market is the people that want a PC and can't afford high-end but, PC. But, is but, it? but also, like, you think about what a Switch is for the time being. If you ignore the fact that it's got Nintendo branding <clears> all over it and the bright colors that come with that, like, the, the Switch has been an indie handheld console for years now because of the <laughs> shortage and slowdown of in Nintendo first-party releases. Like, you take fucking Animal Crossing out the picture, the last 12 yeah. months have been like, I hope Devolver put a new game on the Switch this week. That's all <laughs> it's been there for. And yet it's still the fastest-selling console. Like, the world clearly wants that yeah. in their life, right? Yeah, but, yeah. but they don't want it for the indie games, right? They want it for Animal but then, Crossing. But that's what, they that's want what, it for Pokemon. They want it for... But like, you wouldn't buy it for there the is games. There is a wrinkle that I can offer, and I was going to save this till the end of the discussion, but I can offer it now if you want. <laughs> Do it. And, yeah, and, it's, and it's nothing official. This is actually... Uh, do you mind myself? Do you mind if I blow my own trumpet? Uh, really oh, briefly. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, do you need to, it. dude? It's a, it's a it's a family friendly show. It's I said trumpet, not not rusty trombone. Oh, clear sorry. Out. Okay, yeah. But this is genuinely sorry. It's, own... it's the uh, the Alaskan gold rush. In, uh, there you go. I, I basically I did three minutes of research uh, prior to this uh, <laughs> podcast, and this is one of the things I stumbled upon. I looked at the Wikipedia entry for the Steam Machine, which we talked about earlier, or Steam Machines plural, and looked at the reception. <clears throat> section because i was looking to see you know numbers and sales which we talked about yeah. earlier and i yeah. found an interesting quote from earlier this year or earlier last sorry last year excuse me once mm. again from gabe who said the steam machine hard hardware we were pushing for was super incomplete at the time okay great it was stated yeah. that steam machines impacted Val- this is the important part it was stated that steam machines impacted valve's design for the valve index and half-life alex with quote designing hardware and software in concert with each other. Mm. So now, this is the trump card that I would like to play and get both of your thoughts on. What if Steam looked, or Valve looked at the Switch and said, okay, what they've actually got there is the 
best of both worlds where the third-party support for the Switch is there because the people are buying the console and people want to pay, play the games. And so games sell very well on the Switch. If you can get in the Nintendo store, your game's going to sell well. It's great for indies. Nintendo also hold up their end of the bargain by saying, hey, Mario Kart and Zelda and, and yeah, Super Mario, yeah. all these franchises, even future-looking, people know they're just going to arrive on the Switch because it's the only place for them to live. What yeah. if Valve had something similar planned, as weird as it sounds, for the Steam Pal? And like, what if there were unique to this handheld entries for Half Life, Left for Dead, I, I, you name it, like things that so people want in their life. You've, you've connected a few dots for me. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm glad because because Valve have been working. Confirmed rumor. <laughs> Valve have been working on a uh, another Half Life game, which is rumored to be called Half Life Citadel, which is an asynchronous gameplay thing where. Um, you've got the way that I understood it was you've got a player on the ground and then you've got another player like above like RTS style uh, moving units and whatever and then the two people are fighting against each other if you imagine that kind of a scenario yeah right right so, okay so if if well if this is true then you say the index is for the person on the ground right because you're getting the immersion the FPS Etc., and then this Project Neptune Steam Pal is for the RTS guy who's just casual, dropping in, you know, fucking about whatever it may be. Also, worth remembering that Half Life Alex, yes, it was made in in uh in tandem with the Valve Index, but it is available on all PC VR platforms. Mm-hmm. So, it's not to say that like they're developing this game, it's only going to be on the Steam Pal, but. In terms of that, it starts making a lot of sense to me. However, to to quote Robin, hey, the just interesting yeah. pod, the just interesting podcast. Go check them out; they're very cool. Um, the the issue that the issue that this will have, right, and it's the issue that the Switch has. Every time we spoke about the Switch and a and a triple A PC title was ported to the Switch, say The Witcher Three or Doom twenty sixteen, Doom Eternal, whatever it was. And I'm always like, oh man, I'm so tempted to get it because I just want to play it on my Switch. But then you remember to yourself, the input on the Switch is trash. Like yeah, for those trash. kinds of games, yeah, you don't want to do that. And now you're talking about bringing the Steam library, which is predominantly going to going to work best with a mouse and keyboard. And you're saying, yeah, let's put it on a fiddly little remote. And then you think to what Valve tried to fix that problem of not having a mouse and keyboard with the Steam controllers, and those didn't really work out that well. They were rubbish yeah. as well. You know, so so it's not necessarily that the form factor, like the form factor, is the the thing that's holding it back. It's not that it's handheld or that it's you know a, a screen on a controller, or whatever it is. It's it's the actual controller and input itself. Yeah, I, now, okay, you 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 can get around it, sure. In like certain games, like if you just want to play Apex on a on a fucking mid range PC in your hand, then sure, you know whatever. But it, it, there's some interesting challenges here, and yeah. I'm I'm going to be very interested to see. Or what they come up oh, with? Oh, totally, totally. I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head, though, Chris. Like it's it's. I think this idea, if it comes out as we're imagining, right? Steam Power is basically a PC sort yeah. of switch thing. Um, it's just going to be like kind of beige, right? It's not going to be good at anything. It's going to be kind of mediocre at a lot of things. And I and I get the point about like Steam is sorry, not Steam. The Switch is a a big indie console, but I think you even said it, Jamie. It's an indie console because they don't release enough Nintendo content. Yeah, and 
the problem Steam have is they can never take their light their um, first party stuff and say, well, now you can only get it on the Steam Pal because that would decimate their yeah, um, never their PC stuff. So yeah. then you end up with this really strange situation where you have a company that are a PC game company putting their stuff onto a m- mobile platform, but then you say like, well, loads of these games. Then, then you're you're either vying with the like or fighting with the mobile gaming market, which is kind of seems to be growing as well, because they're not as exclusive as like Nintendo games. So it's not the issue where the only place to play Nintendo games is on the Switch. PC games seem to be more ubiquitous anyway, like on Android, etc. Right, right. You've then got the problem to say. So that all been said, you're they're then even if they're getting into the hardware market more and trying the hardware market again, that's what everyone is apparently moving away from in the next five to ten years because. Hardware is not the future, right? So it seems like a strange move. I mean, you can say that maybe you could say they can make it work because they've got all the money, but then I would maybe say they're doing something they shouldn't be doing because they're they've got too much money. Yeah, and, they ju- and they're yeah. not making good decisions. Well, and, and also, like we talk about games and potential exclusivity or just first party quote unquote support. Another little interesting. I know I'm going numbers heavy on this um, episode, <laughs> but the Nintendo Switch as a platform has sold 85 million units, 85 million Switches out there. If you look at yeah. the games that have sold more than 10 million units, so 85 down to 10, tell me if you can sense a common theme amongst every the name of every game, <laughs> let's say. Oh, I can guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mario, Kart, Mario Kart 8, Animal Crossing, Super Smash Bros, Breath of the Wild, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Super Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Party, Pokemon Let's Go, Splatoon 2, New Super Mario Bros. U, and Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah. Any, any guesses? Funny yeah. that. All first party. So, and uh, the question is, are Valve all of a sudden going to be fucking churning out, even to match Nintendo, which we admit has been slow, like two to three first party, like Valve games? Yeah. Fucking big. <clears throat> no, they're not going to do it. But now it's worse because the only place to... I don't think that's their strategy. But then the only place to play <sighs> Nintendo games again is on the Nintendo Switch. The o- Whereas... The problem that Valve would have is that all those games are going to come out on PC. The the, yeah. the only alternate alternate thing I can think of, and it might appeal to some people, there's been a version of me this would have appealed to in the past, is that every now and then something has been ported to the Switch that has looked good enough or run well enough or just been impressive in theory enough that you've looked at that and go, oh, wow, I'm, I can't believe that's handheld. And things that come to mind are mm. games like Skyrim or The Witcher 3, even though I thought The Witcher 3 looked like mud on the Switch. Skyrim <laughs> was an example of, like, I'm playing I, I'm playing Skyrim on, on the bus and I don't have a laptop, like, making my jeans melt into my thighs. Like, like, <laughs> Uh, and I did. Can I just? What, I did just have a little. I, I wanted to say, what if, what if Steam can create a machine that takes those p- third-party games that people are going, oh wow, it's handheld now, and doing them better? That might appeal. I don't know. Yeah, I do. You, you got to. You, sorry, Josie. Before you get onto your thing, you got to remember of, of the games that th- will benefit most from this kind of thing. Okay, and you're talking about uh, as an example, they might be on other platforms as well now, but they weren't for a long time. You're talking about your Rusts. You're talking about your Ark. You're talking about even Stardew Valley. Like, I know they're on the other platforms now, right? Mm. But, you know, Steam is is the place where they come up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So getting the, getting a Steam machine in your pocket is like, that's pretty cool then to have like the next Ark or whatever it may fucking be, the next thing to know about, you know, scavengers, whatever it fucking is. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. That's now in my pocket. I like it. And I, Steam one, sales, baby. Steam sales. The one wrinkle I would say is that I, I hadn't thought of earlier but before is if this turns out to be like a just over a hundred quid 
handheld device Never. that actually oh no hold on hold on that doesn't actually have like much sort of hardware built into it at all and is just a an advanced receiver with that you oh, can connect, right. connect to your to your PC and it operates as a um a steam hub and you can take it around wherever you want and it's effectively like a fancy like 5G receptor and then you can play your entire library in like phenomenal quality wherever you want then and it was cheap enough that you effectively had it as a pal for your for your main steam machine oh like, steam which is your pal. pc steam pal then i would say that that to me would be a much more interesting prospect because like jamie said the idea of sitting on the bus and playing like the best new game that came out on pc in the best quality and you blow everyone else out of the water any console you like and it's right there in front of you and it only costs you like Let's yeah. say, okay, or fair enough. Let's say two hundred quid, but it's but you know because the actual mechanics inside the machine are basically pretty limited. It's just a receiver. Then yeah. I would could see that. Well, Jonesy, that, that exists. It's called a shitty a shitty laptop with a stadium. <laughs> can I? Can I do, but also, do you know what? I, do you know what I did legitimately for the first time like three weeks ago? I was yeah. playing uh, Disco Elysium and was close to finishing it. But this yeah. chair here was getting quite uncomfortable. I got Ooh. on uh, my laptop in bed over the there bed. and did the fucking the link thing to this pc yeah. so this pc was just on and i was streaming the game while it was running on this pc to my laptop yeah what and steam like, link steam link and it, it wasn't great but then it was all over wi-fi both both ends yeah. were over wi-fi and my internet's not but great you have to use your phone to go through steam link now right no it was it was literally so i would uh like to leave this computer on as normal with steam open and me logged in when i went onto yeah. my laptop and opened my laptop and opened steam and looked at my library the play button next to disco elysium had changed to just the word stream and i clicked that and it launched on oh, here wow. physically launched on my main pc and would stream to my laptop now disco elysium is uniquely uh, appropriate for that because it's slow and yeah. it's text-based yeah. and so on but it worked and um i don't know xbox are exploring that as well when they're trying to combine yeah. you know the native power of the series x with the uh the floaty cloudy power of you know <laughs> Uh, Project X Cloud or whatever it's going to be called in the future. I don't know. The other weird wrinkle about all of this is that uh, it's kind of awkward thinking of this as a more powerful switch when this time next week we might be talking about a more powerful switch. Hell <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. watch this space. All the more reason uh, to tune in next week. Um, but either way, more games console, more <laughs> hardware to <laughs> choose from. A good problem to have, boys. Do you know what a bad problem to have is? Mm, uh, syphilis. Not having the money to buy those. You hit consoles. the nail on the head, Chris. Not having the money, <laughs> but you know one thing that helps just that little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's the support of our pans, <laughs> fans, not pans. <laughs> support of our, our fans pans. on Patreon, our dedicated pans. <laughs> Subscribe to my only pans. It's just me and my kitchenware. You'll love it. Um, seriously, though, um, uh, while we don't use uh, your, the money you provide us with. Uh, and your support to uh, to buy games consoles. Chris would have a PS5 by now if that was the case. We have far more yeah. livelihood-depending circumstances on which we need to spend that money. Uh, it does go a long way, trust me. I can't tell you how many times I've remembered that you guys have supported us for over a year now and realized, holy shit, that's going to stop me being homeless. Um, yeah. Wish it wasn't true, crazy. but it's true. So um, huge shout-outs to everyone who uh, to who donates uh, whatever the amount is, but particular shout-outs this week to Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Hacksaw Bookread, Jesper Camdal Nielsen, Jovella Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starful Kids, Zach Cream, and the biggest pans in the kitchen, 
Shellshock, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and the Dude Abides. Thank you all for panning. Holy shit. Panning the stream. That's the thing, right? When they look for gold. Panning the stream. That's the thing. Panning panning for gold. They pan for gold. The guy does it in Red Dead Redemption 2. You wait long enough, he finds it, you shoot him in the head, you take the gold. (laughs) Yeah, but if you say panning the stream, it just sounds like you're talking about like heroin or something. (laughs) I'm panning the stream. I'm panning the stream. I've got to spend my Patreon money somehow. Again, like... I said, I said it was life-saving. I didn't say how it was saving my life. I mean, I, I have a dependency, Chris. It's, oh, my God. You should be oh, trying to help okay. me, not hurt me, really. Like this, this is about rehabilitation. It's not about punishment. Haven't you read anything about, you know what, forget <laughs> it. Forget it. Fair enough. But, but yeah, like, uh, just to add on to that, like, fucking so grateful for our patrons really fucking pulling through for us month in, month out. We, we appreciate each and every single one of you. And I just want to let you guys know that uh, – as of time of recording, I've just put up another Patreon exclusive video. There you go. Long overdue. Uh, yeah. yeah, it has been long overdue, and hopefully, plenty more to come. Uh, um, I got, I got some, I got some stuff that yeah. I want to, I want to share on that Patreon, and I think that's a. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's one of those things, dude. Like you talk about having stuff you want to do on the Patreon. I had a moment the other day where I was looking through uh, sort of a website that had a catalog of kind of like visual design ideas and templates for for various projects. And I was looking and I was thinking, God, if we sat down to play Resident Evil, for example, one day, and it ended up being produced in the format of like a Let's Play series, say, rather than a live stream, it would be really fun to make like a cheesy, green screeny, like horror, like intro slate just for the beginning of each episode. (laughs) Because why the fuck not? Because, you know, we can do whatever the fuck we wanted. And I was just thinking like, it would be fun (laughs) if we just had all the time of day to to devote to this stuff and not Man, to mention money. <laughs> tell, tell me about it. It's, it's one of those things, right? Like where you, you, you want the Patreon to, you effectively want the Patreon to pay your bills each month that you don't have to worry about having to do any other work. Uh, we're, we're a far away from it <laughs> between the three of us. Um, <laughs> just a bit. Yeah, just a bit, but it would, it would be cool. Like that would be such a fucking dream. Like, because then, effectively we just bring back all-time gaming not 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 like the lists because i think we're we're kind of over the lists but like that kind of sensibility and that schedule we just kind of like bring back because why the fuck not we loved fucking doing it you know dudes we'd i'd finally be able to do the gaming taskmaster thing i've I've been saying that i want to do yeah do you know what i mean like we've all got these like fucking grand ideas i you know we could bring back the progress bar uh, you know, yeah. whatever it may be, it's, depra- it's, it's like- totally like I I don't, I don't talk about my uh, day job very much on this podcast, but like I'm at a point now where I come up with the idea and then like produce and uh, like edit, um, uh, or, or at least oversee the editing or the production of two to five like uh, like videos, yeah. like YouTube videos, and I'm just like, if I just did one week of that on Super Show, like what if, <laughs> but. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. As Should've I yeah. illustrated last week with the fact we missed an entire fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is why, fellas, Lotto, what we're going to do is we're going to take all the Patreon money and we're just going to sink it into Euro Millions, okay? And, and, then, and it's like a Hail Mary. A Hail Mary. Then we're going to wait until we get all that money back that we lost on the Euro Millions and do it again. <laughs> Big time. Big time. Anyway, in the meantime, we're just going to have to keep plugging along, missing podcasts every now and then because we're doing too much work. So much work, in fact, Jonesy, that you found time to put 
three times as much in your catch-up schedule as just oh, about any God. other human being. Clearly working so hard, Mr. I'm Too Good for Podcast Number Episode 73. So why don't you tell us about how you spent your dearly important, hard-earned free time, Oh, Buster. my God. So I actually only did two of these things. The other two are un- um, other things I haven't done yet. I hadn't played. I had no oh, time to play right, any okay. games, unfortunately. Um, all right, you know, I take it all back. That's my bad. But I did <laughs> buy a game because I mentioned on the PlayStation sale. Uh, what I can't remember they've called it, like whatever they've got at the moment. The um, they've oh, got it's, like um, a, days of play. To, days of play. Yeah. So they've got like a, they're doing a big sale. So I managed to finally pick up Black Ops um, Cold War which I haven't played because um, it was like 70 quid and I didn't really want to spend that much money on a Call of Duty game. Um, but it's now, I think I got it for like 40, which didn't seem that bad and I That's really okay, wanted to yeah. play it. So it's not yeah. too bad. So I picked that up. Um, haven't played it yet. Haven't had a chance can to play I, it Can yet. I ask a question? Did, did your renewed interest in Call of Duty have anything to do with the presence of a few certain 80s action heroes? <laughs> oh, I, no, actually it didn't. It was um, it was literally that I was, I, I think I turned my PlayStation on for the first time today because it was the first time in like two weeks that I had a half an hour and I was like, holy shit, I can actually play a game. And I turned it on and didn't know what to play. I just sat Squirrel there like... Squirrel gaming, baby. I sat there like this is I just don't even know what to do now, and I happened to see the it, it said Call of Duty right at the top, Black, uh, Black Ops Cold War, and I was like, oh, I wanted to play that forty quid. Okay, so you spent you spent your your free half hour just downloading the game. What? Uh, what if only? Um, of course, it's about hundred <laughs> billion gig. So um, it's it, yeah. So it hasn't, it hasn't even finished downloading. I had to pause it so that I could do this. Um, Classic. But do you know what I did, right? It was the only the only reason I did this was because I watched the film Eurovision on Netflix, I think it was last year. Oh, right. Did yeah, you see yeah, that, yeah. the Will Ferrell thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was okay. I, I watched the Eurovision Song Contest, um, which happened <sighs> last <sighs> week. And it was it was trash. We we got Nil Poix, the UK did really badly. Um Yeah, so surprise, surprise. Oh, vote to get out of the European Union and then Eurovision. No, why would we the, do it this year? None of the European countries vote for you. In fact, none of the none of the non-European countries voted for you either. I, you're absolutely right. I think maybe we should have um, like just not done it this year. I've just taken totally. a little step. See it. See it. Just take, just take see the bow. table. Yeah. I think, I think our run of the burner. Eurovision is basically over. Like, did you guys see? Is it Bill Bailey, the comedian? Yeah, he, yeah whether he jokingly or not, he said he'd do it, and I'm just like, don't do it, bro. Like, you've got a good <laughs> reputation. It will just end badly. Like, you won't finish last, but. Bottom half for sure. I don't know. He probably would because it's. I think last. The, it's yeah, just the, political. The, exactly, dude. It's got nothing to do with. At least where Britain is concerned, it's got nothing to do with. The Wait, are you saying it's all politics? We're Israeli yes. this year. Yeah, they were in it. Yeah. How do they yeah. get on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually don't know. I think Italy won. <laughs> yeah, finish, Italy won. If you're finishing below Israel in a, in a in a competition where the results are heavily swayed by politics. Wow. <laughs> no, no, but that's politics. That's a different politics, right? That's a politics of... Um, Israel like state... third. Yeah, because... With a song level... called Set Me Free. <laughs> yeah, that, the irony of that was horrendous. <laughs> oh, my Lord. But... No, but the, oh, wait, no, the sorry. State... They were 17th. They, just, oh. they were third in the oh. running order. My bad. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. But, the st- but then that's state politics anyway, right? So that's a bit different because they're still going to get... Like, you, you know, Jesus Christ, let's not talk about... Geopolitics. Yeah, let's just move on. Let's move on. Okay, but I did do something. No, guys, we need to outline the Super Show's (laughs) specific stance on Palestine. Chris, thoughts? I I just saw a YouTuber was basically told they had to talk about it, and they were like, "I don't want to talk about it." Some people do want their favorite influencers to like say something to make a make take a stance. 
So, so, move, but, move, but so moving all, on. It's also, it's also not not hard, right? Like, it doesn't matter where you fall on it. Just like as long as you know, just don't kill civilians and children on either side. Like fucking simple. No, it's, it's, it gets very political, doesn't it? It goes beyond that. It gets very political, Mate, like very it's so, quickly. It's so it's it's so simple. Just. Don't kill innocents. It's no, so no, that th- that's no, no, mate, no, mate, no, mate. You're starting, it's, it's you're so starting to sound a little bit anti-Semitic over there, Chris. I mean, be very careful, please. I think the problem is that people don't want to talk about it because it go. Then you you get into like a whole load of questions, don't you? Yeah, let's move on anyway. Jonesy, can you, yeah, Jonesy, can can you just talk about anything other than the slaughtering of numerous people, please? <laughs> no, because I'm going to talk about Army of the Dead, oh, which is there we Zack go. Snyder. Oh. A Zack okay. Snyder Netflix film um, that I watched. This actually it was pretty good with um, what's his name? Batista. I can't remember his name. Batista. 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 Yeah, now that's Batista. the kind of mass slaughter I can get behind. Wow. And actually, half decent um, sort of zombie movie. Yeah, with a I want to watch different it. Take. It's decent. I've got, a, I've got a question for you, Jonesy. Yeah. Because there are reports that in the in the um, the export of the film that there are dead pixels. Oh, okay. I didn't notice any. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I don't understand it. Someone's graphics like, card was on the fritz. Yeah, it must be. But that's so. That is that is really oh, okay. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't I didn't notice any. But then I think I would have noticed. Maybe not. Yeah. No, you not. wouldn't have noticed it. If there's one thing I know about you, you would not have noticed. No, I I always notice stuff like that. But it's um, to be fair, if it was only like for a couple of frames, I wouldn't notice. Like you'd no, have I think, to. Be I think it's. I think it's like pretty. particular scenes. Right. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Like, I think there was a screenshot I saw where there were like two, like white pixels, uh, in in a shot or whatever, a scene, whatever it was, and yeah, people are like, it's got nothing to do with the camera movement, and it's it's it, it must you know like my editor hat on it must think like something went funky in the export because if they're editing it and they notice these dead pixels they would have fixed the dead pixels by duplicating the pixel next to them, right? Uh, before you get to export. Yeah, they would have but done it, something to fix it. They wouldn't have just yeah, gone but, with it. But it must have happened in the export. But then you 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 ask yourself, well, if, if it happened in the export, where was the where was the QC? No, nah, but it could have happened in like in some encoding down the line or something. But you're right, there should have been QC on it, so they should have caught yeah, it. Yeah, you QC and you say, actually, this encoding is bullshit because it's got these fucking dead pixels. Sometimes, anyway. sometimes QC isn't it as grand as uh, people imagine it to be, though. Because I remember I once helped with a bit of that behind the scenes on a <laughs> a relatively big budget but very British production that did you yeah. know was released wide in this country and made open number one in the UK box office that weekend. I'll say that much. And I yeah. was the person in charge of watching it to make sure uh, we had knew every time a brand or a logo popped up in a shot, so that we could like clear it or replace it or whatever, what have you. So there you go. And I was yeah. like eighteen at the time, and I, you know, had discovered that the Sainsbury's down the road sold Reese's Pieces, which tells you uh, how much I was focusing on. How I mean, how much can you focus on the film when you're doing this? Oh. And I'm not going to do that oh, there again. There you go. You've done it. You've done it now. We've all done it now. We've all done it. Jesus. Someone, oh, find, somebody, someone, someone, someone find make a collage. Yeah, find all three of those and put them together. <laughs> all coming from the same cock, preferably. Wow. One, one thing to look out for, if you do watch Army of the Dead, though, Chris, and anyone listening, mm. they haven't seen it yet. I, I want to watch it, yeah. Um, there's some weirdness to it. There's a couple of, there's some things in it that you're like, are you, you know, like, so you know nowadays if you watch like there's Easter eggs in films and things like that. Yeah. Okay. It, it's that kind of thing, 
but keep your because then I, the one thing that made me wonder about it was did they do that on like is it an Easter egg or did they do it on purpose as part of the lore of the movie or is it like it's it's hard to say with that I don't uh, want to give it away yeah, too yeah. much but definitely have a watch. But, but, um, what did you what did you think of the uh, Christelia replacement? Yeah, the full on digital replacement. Oh, who who did they replace? <laughs> Chris De, De, Delia Delia. No, no, but I mean, who did who did they replace he, him with? He was the he was the um. It was meant to be the helicopter pilot, and they it's replaced a, him. It's a woman now with T- Tig Notaro or some shit like that. Short, oh, yeah, short haired, slightly older woman. Yeah, she's from Star Trek. Uh, yeah, what do you so, call it? Jonesy, she was uh, filmed all of her scenes after the fact because obviously Cresselia got cancelled. And digitally inserted into the movie, they yeah. smashed it. Batista was Batista's enti- never she met was enti- her. Yeah, she was entirely green screened. Wow, they did a great job of that. The, oh, yeah. I don't, cool. the green screen is like is is easy, is easy enough, right? For me, the thing that is impressive then, because Chris Delay is a tall dude, so <laughs> the, they've got to have done some serious rotoscoping to like yeah. chop him out. Why wouldn't you have replaced him with someone of equal size at least, so that we made it easier for yourself? I don't. Know, you, don't know how, you don't know how tall this woman is. No, she doesn't look very tall in the film. You don't. I don't know. No, that was yeah, that was on point, man. The compositing, I didn't notice. I didn't even know that. So that was good. Fair play. To <laughs> I didn't How even know weird. that. How strange <laughs> that they did that, and it just—I was, I was stepping out there earlier, <laughs> and I can still <laughs> do even, it now. I didn't even know that. Didn't even know. A bit, that. bit of an in joke. That—that's a film. I'm, sorry, Jenny. Oh no, I was going to move on, but no, let's because yeah, go back. What no, I was just going to briefly say that seems like for my money, quite literally. A film that just makes perfect sense for Netflix. Because I don't always yeah. want to go to Netflix for something that's trying to be Oscar bait. That stuff has its place. But sometimes you just want Netflix for like that not quite cinema but at home instead experience where like maybe you do buy popcorn for the sake of buying popcorn and watch something mm. sort of like loud and fun and watchable, right? Like Yeah. yeah. I'm no, like, totally, mate. That is exactly what it is as well. It's it's not it's definitely not um, Oscar bait. It's, uh, it's, it's yeah, it's microwave popcorn at home. It's it's decent. I liked it. Um, no, I was going to say one more thing, but and we sort of you know talking about graphics and uh, dead pixels oh. and replacing people with green screen. I still have not managed to get my hands on a um, RTX thirty eighty, but it it sort of came up in my head again this week because I was getting more annoyed because I nearly got one. It got to the point where I put it in my basket. This happened twice this week. That was on a site. I clicked add to my basket. I put all my details in. I put my card in and clicked pay. And then it went, oh, it seems your basket's empty. And I was like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, I was getting because you're too late, mate. You, you got to be you got to be logged in and have your details like saved. Create what a sort profile. Of scumbags are these companies that don't just say, well, if it's in your if it's in your um your basket, then <laughs> then you've got one yeah. earmarked. Jamie, that that uh, Josie, that happened to me with a PS5, like in. I think the second batch of PS5s that they released, when I still had money that I could fuck around with, even though it was like fast rolling out. And I was like, oh, I, I could weather the storm on this one. And I had it in my basket and I put in my details and it's like, eh, no. I was like, fuck. Lost. It's, lost so, it. it's, it's soul destroying because yeah, especially after like such a long time, it, it really it then gets that thing where it gets your hope up and then it doesn't work out. The thing, though, that made it even worse was NVIDIA have the audacity to talk about the release of the uh, 3080 oh, Ti and the 3070 Ti. That kills me. It kills me. Don't do How that. How can just... they even talk about that when they can't just fulfill like the orders or the, the number of people who want to get 3080s, 3070s? Because it's, it's all, about anyway. mon- all about the money, Lebowski. Oh, it's, it does my head in and I'm, I'm angry. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually angry about it. Yeah, I'm angry with you. 
I'm angry. Thanks, really. and then, so, I don't. I hope it was a joke, but a friend, a mutual friend of ours, was saying about trying to get one because they've already got one, a thirty eighty, and trying to get another one. I don't. I don't think. He, I don't think he was joking. I yeah, was annoyed. I was. Anno- I, was joking, I was annoyed. I hope he hears this, and I was actually genuinely annoyed. No, you shouldn't because- be. You shouldn't be because if he gets his second one, he can sell you his original one. Yeah, like my, my, I, I, there was a point in time where I said to myself, if I'm getting a, if what? I end up with a second PS5, I'd sell it to either Chris or my or my dad, who wants one for his kid, not for himself. But hold on, I but mean, I, I, I wouldn't afford it. I'd buy it. I but he, it he's not going to buy it to sell it to me for the same amount of money that he bought it for. How much? But but you, Joe, he also you made the mistake of telling him how much you would pay, <laughs> and uh, so he could mark up somewhere in the middle and catch you in no man's land. Yeah, exactly. No, he, he couldn't because out of principle, it wouldn't if he tried scalping. to sell it to me if he tried to sell it to me for a quid, I wouldn't buy it. Wow. What yeah, bullshit you wouldn't. No, buy it for I absolutely a quid. wouldn't. I would hope that he would have it till the day he dies because he couldn't sell it. If you're listening, friend, would... I would buy it off you for a quid. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't go near friend, a bloody barge I, I would I would uh, <laughs> a pound and and a wristy, so <laughs> Well You've won. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't really top that, so to be fair, to be fair though, we had the same thing when the PlayStation Five came out because a friend of mine uh, had bought a couple of PlayStation Fives and was and sold them oh, at a scumbag. bit of markup. And Jamie was raging because he, he was, and, and I get it now. I totally get it. Josie, I, do, I was only raging because I wanted one. I, I'm on the other side of the fence now, and I can change my mm. opinion. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm on. I'm now on your side of the fence, um, and I now I'm I'm annoyed. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm, it's I'm good. Annoyed. It's called being flaky, and we're we're all allowed to yeah. do it. Welcome to one this episode am, of Fence flaky. Hoppers. Fence Hoppers, indeed. <laughs> but that's it for me. That's it for me for this week. All right. Uh-huh. Chris, I mean, brother, you've been, um, you've been burning the candle at both ends the past week. Dare I ask um, how you're... How, let's just blow it wide open. How has your week been? How are you feeling? <sighs> Mate, I, 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 I'm tired. I'm cranky. I'm angry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so you, so pretty typical. So, but so how normal, else? Normal, a normal, normal weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Um, no, I don't know. I just been a bit a bit down about my whole situation. But then some some work came through. Uh, didn't necessarily pan out the way I wanted it to pan out. But you know, work is work. It's good. I, I hope I get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, if you want to catch Chris's OnlyFans, then uh, he'll put the link at the end Jesus of the show. Jesus Christ. Boys, it's 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 getting there. It's getting to OnlyFans territory. <laughs> I mean, anything I can do. Um, but no, I've I've been uh, I've been really busy. Not not just with work, but just with like life stuff and whatever, what have you. Um, so you know, you you ask me what I've been up to, and Jamie in the uh, <laughs> the document you can see in there it says fuck all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I've missed a load of streams because I was doing the work. Uh, you know, which is the uh, twitch.tv forward slash our panic. Um, but I did stream yesterday uh, at, at time of recording. Um, some more Dark Souls. You did? And I've been really get, getting really into it. And it's funny, not streaming and not playing Dark Souls makes me want to play it more. That's uh, good. To the oh, point, interesting. Yeah, to the point where I've been in, in like all my downtime, whatever, I've been watching a hell of a lot of amateur critiques on all the entries in the souls like you know Sekiro Bloodborne Dark Souls 1 2 3 um on YouTube so you know talking about like the amateur critiquers they are or critics they are like 1 hour to 2 hour long videos obviously watching at two times speed but yeah just kind of like fucking delving <laughs> obviously. head 
<laughs> obviously. Just just delving headfirst right. into it, and I, it's it's something that's just kind of like consumed me in a way. Like any spare moment, is that's, yeah. that's what I've been. I, I, I love the I idea mean, that Chris goes to a wedding and he like yells at the priest. Can you just do this at two times speed, please? I don't know. Right. Like, I don't know if it's Chris's influence or not, but I've been doing it a lot too. And people Whoa. sound like they are slurring when you go back to normal speed. So everyone yeah. wow. is drunk. Did, didn't didn't I used to tell you back at ATG days, and you all used to laugh at me, and I used to come out of that VO, VO booth, and I used to tell you guys, I, I think I've fucked myself up here because I think I've rewired <laughs> my brain, and now everything just sounds like fucking like it's underwater and yeah. just taking forever. But well, although the best time to watch something at two times speed is amateur content on YouTube, right? Because those guys talk so fucking slow and sound so fucking dull. At least when you speed it up, it, it's faster, but it also increases the pitch. So they sound a little <laughs> bit more bouncy, a little bit more jovial about it. You know, yeah. like, yeah. 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 I remember we used to go, we used to go into those BO booths and I used to, I used to try and read out the sentences that I was meant to read out as fast as I could, because that's just <laughs> that's how my brain was wired now. And it's like, oh my God, let's just yeah. read this. And, and inevitably, I can't read as fast as I speak. So it's kind of like I fumble over myself. <clears throat> and then it was like, okay, well, here's take 50. Okay, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, when we got into the edit, we cut every single breath out of every single all-time <laughs> game of sixes. That's, and you that's know what? not an exaggeration. That's a, that's a fact. That's yeah. what we did. Yeah, that is something that I stipulated because I think it's Chris it doesn't made... like breathing. <laughs> no, but I, I I think it kind of made our content it, it's almost like a like like a brand on our content, right? That we made where it's like it had a certain feel to it and that was part of it. Yeah. It creates yeah. A, an exclusivity as well where like if people want to hear us breathing, they have to go to the <laughs> podcast, right? It's the only place <laughs> exactly. you can go. The pod- Hell yeah. well, welcome to the podcast, the Super Show podcast, your one-stop shop for all of our breaths. Jonesy, do you want to give us a few choice selections for anyone uh, keen to hear? That's uh, not coming through Discord, oh. so hopefully that sounds nice. <laughs> um, um, I like the idea as well. We, if we ever, if ever a brand had come to us and asked us to do to uh, you know sell their product, and they could say, describe your, describe the uh, six, your sorry, describe ATG in one word, and we could just say breathless. <laughs> be like, okay, yeah. sounds good. True, it's actually, cold. that's a nice idea. But uh, <laughs> yeah, all good. Um, and Chris, you know what? I'm, I'm uh, as someone who has, uh, I'm glad to be able to say, been able to tune into a few of your streams uh, mm. this weekend and weeks prior. I'm going to take a second opportunity just to vouch for the fact that I think, and Jonesy, correct me if I'm wrong, but certainly for myself, I think you're the first of us three to sort of create a schedule, a schedule that you're confident enough to kind of put on your actual Twitch page that you're hoping at least or aiming to go live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, the game you're going to yeah. be playing. And I think you've done a very good job, especially considering all the other things you have to juggle, of, <laughs> of sticking to that over recent weeks, to the point where, I hey, I have notifications on, and it's uh, and I, I put, yeah, put, put it up when I'm working. And um, I strongly recommend anyone uh, who, uh, who hasn't already, go over and check out twitch.tv forward slash hot panic, follow, leave notifications wow. on, and subscribe next time he's live, while he's live, so we can see the notification and thank you in person. Thank that you, Jamie. Yeah. Is, uh, is interaction. Well, you know what? what? Like, we, we, we always joke, we joke, joke. It's like a background theme to every podcast we do that things <laughs> that, that life is tough and life's tough for fucking everyone, yeah. you know, right now because of the year we've all had. But why not? We got to look out for each other, right? Like, that's what this shit's okay. all about. Absolutely. That's what this uh, shit's But yeah, all like, about. like talking about like the subscribers and everything, there was, 
I mean, I, I haven't streamed for, I've missed like the last three streams I was meant to do, I guess. Um, but the stream before that, like I, I, I got quite a few subs while I was playing. And it, I think at one stage we hit 23 or 24 subscribers. And, and I was I was like, but that was a big jump for that episode. And man, I it, it sounds really stupid and weird to say, but I, I started getting a bit emotional about it. I was like, it's a little bit of validation, I guess, you know, it's like, fuck yeah, you know, this is cool. Because you always worry to yourself, like, and I said on stream as well, I said on stream quite a lot. I was like, what draws you guys to watch me other than like <laughs> abject boredom? It's like, I'm just some dude, you know, it's like, I'm not even playing this game very well. Can I, I answer, can I answer that question? But for yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things. Do you know what I mean? It's like, wh why are you choosing to watch me over someone else? And, and you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not asking you guys, but I mean, I've got an answer. something that I'm always fascinated because, because I'm there. I no, it's, I, I like watching you pretend that you're not getting frustrated by video games. <laughs> I like watching you pretend that everything is under control uh, and that you're not lost <laughs> when you are desperately fucking lost and you're well it's, aware that you've been running around in circles for 15 minutes, but you don't hey, want anyone else to hey, know. Hey, That's why hey, I tune hey. in. That's the hot panic way. I mean, I was gonna say, it's the impending hot panic. It's, it's like you're always teetering on the edge of a hot panic and you never know when it's going to come. It's literally the brand. Oh. So nail, nail the on the head. Um, but I, I would like to just give a shout out to Quaylag, that salty bitch. I beat her. Is the, the little spider wench in Dark Souls. And uh, yeah, I, I rang the second bell. Not that it means anything to you guys, but boom, <laughs> there we go. You know what? Uh, making my progress. It, it, it's like a what was it? I'm I'm Vanessa Colton making my way downtown, walking fast. <laughs> well, well done. I'm sure Joel <laughs> well, Asp is. That was the most condescending "well done" I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Jonesy doesn't know the pain of Soulsborne, Chris. Don't listen to him. Joel Asp Jesus is giving Christ. you a, a rapturous round of applause right now from his cozy yeah. Swedish uh, spot. Our, our, our favorite Swede. Shout out Joel Asp. And, and you know what? It's not quite Soulsborne, but um, it's the closest I've come to it in my personal, non-professional gaming career. I finished Returnal mm. uh, since we last uh, got Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Like, yeah, nice. Um, and do you know what? Like, again, I'm not going to say it's it's Souls-like because, one, that's I think that's Chris's domain, and I don't want to sort of like – I don't want to pretend I've experienced that because I, I've not played them – to the same extent you have. But, uh, bullet hell though, right? Bullet hell. Bullet hell like but it's also like it's only five bosses in total, I think, and there's a lot of RNG elements that might me might make a run hard, but they might make it easy as well. Yeah. Um yeah. but it was my first time in a while. I just wanted to sort of shout out like I thought I'd hit the wall. Um I was halfway through this game when I bought the other game that I've played over the past couple of weeks, uh, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, because I thought I was done. I thought I had yeah. reached the point where I couldn't make any more progress without breaking a DualSense controller in half, which is <laughs> an expensive prospect, even if it would give me a, a nice excuse to buy one of the new colorways, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And I kind of had what it sounds like you have with Dark Souls at times, Chris, which is like a little bit of distance from the game itself. You start thinking about it. You start thinking yeah. about what you could do different, what you might have done wrong. You start watching YouTube videos. Uh, for me with <laughs> Returnal, there's not a lot of like in-depth stuff so i was watching other streamers saw whether or not they died at the same places uh how they beat things that i was stuck on if if they had and um i took like 24 that doesn't sound like much with hindsight but 24 hours off um and went back to it and beat the part that i was stuck at and got almost basically to the end of the game all in one run it was probably oh, yeah. like a pro of like a three four hour long run um it's and a good feeling right 
there's there's nothing else quite like it. Like beating yeah, a, it's, so, it's it's an endorphin rush, big time. Totally, because Returnal is is a roguelike, but you don't need to beat bosses more than once. If you beat a boss, you can like skip that area for want of a better way of putting it. The next time you're on a run, so every time you beat the boss, and that's the closest thing you get to kind of like progress in that game, bro. <laughs> I was in a party chat for one of them, and it, they must have thought I was having a wank, honestly, <laughs> uh, because the release and the relief. Uh, it's it's ah. it's over. It's 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 a total body sort of like shake uh, and <laughs> ugh, like you get the you get the shivers, your toes curl. It's it, you know it's the works. Um, that's nice. a, that's a really I fucking like good it. game. Unsurprisingly, well, I know yeah. you've said that for a little while now. Did but... you collect your kid from soccer at the end? Is that how that game ends? <laughs> oh dear. Um, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to make any spoilers, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've I've read all the spoilers. Um, it sounds pretty. It sounds pretty cool. The kid wasn't playing soccer, but um, there <laughs> there are, there are, there are kids. There are kids. A kid. and, there are kids, and there are mums. And there might be oh, okay. There, are, there might be multiple mums. I think there are. I, I'm pretty sure there are multiple mums. The do you know what I will okay. I'm going to give a shout actually while while we're on the topic. I think Returnal storytelling for a roguelike is really cool. It's slightly unconventional. And I think a lot of the stuff they've done in the game, in terms of the gameplay interacting and weaving with the narrative, we've seen in games like Hades, which is that hey, if you have a protagonist that acknowledges that they're in a loop, then there there can yeah. be development from that standpoint. That's right. not necessarily new, but I, what I really liked about it actually was that there aren't many cinematics in the game. There's one basically right at the beginning, one in the middle, and one at the end. If you're being like super pedantic about it. But yeah. what I liked about them was that clearly they put their budget rather than into a big cast of actors and extensive voice work into just creating really sharp, polished, short, but very visually strong cinematics that tell you a lot without saying much. It's very okay. much a show and don't tell game in terms of its story. And I actually really appreciated the intrigue and the room for, I don't know, Chris, you said you've read the spoilers. I don't know if you yeah. just read someone's interpretation I, of them, but I, I thought it was a pretty interesting. I, I thought the room, the flexibility there was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Anyway, um, I also played Mass Effect, um, uh, and I really fucking like Mass Effect. I like Mass Effect more <laughs> than I thought I did. Um, that first game has aged gracefully in some ways, not so gracefully in others. I think that there's some the some of the writing elements and the world building, especially, have aged very well, and uh, yeah. makes you remember just how disappointing Andromeda was in its lack of that stuff, introducing mm. new races and and giving them fleshed out backstories. So, um, are you still on the first game? Still on the first game. I'm about twelve hours into the first game. Um, All right. Maybe yeah. maybe at the halfway you, point. Because side stuff. Because this is my issue. Like, I've I didn't play the Mass Effect games. I think I played maybe like two to three hours of uh, Mass Effect 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously when we played Mass Effect Andromeda, which infamous, you know, let's, let's fucking scrub that one. Um, but yeah, it, it's something that I'd like be interested to get into. But at the same time, it's just like, I, I just don't have, like, but that, my, back, my backlog is just like going ridiculous. They, they, they can be short games is what I'd say. Is that if you wanted to, you could finish the entire Mass Effect trilogy in the time someone else could feasibly spend in a Skyrim or a Witcher 3. They're not exactly the same kettle of fish. And the side content in Mass yeah. Effect 1, let me tell you, it is hot trash. That stuff did not <laughs> age well. They did not know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> I'm just going to say, there's a reason they took out there, most of it in Mass Effect 2. There was a very interesting article I read that was like, huh, 
it's it seems really strange now to think that Mass Effect Three was the game that really kind of pushed loot boxes. God, yeah. And oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. The multiplayer stuff was a big deal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's strange to think about that, like going that far back. Yeah, and I'd love to that, get in such I'd love a big to go kind back of game to that trilogy, but like, yeah, I'm awful at spending too long in games anyway. So I'd yeah, yeah. See, the, this is the thing. This is the thing. I'm like Jonesy. <clears> like, if there is side content to be had, I would probably pursue it, and that's a recipe for disaster with yeah. those kinds of games. Especially as this edition's got all forty pieces of DLC, I think it is worked into the game. So <laughs> Jesus, there's there's a lot of hashtag content. Um, oh, Jamie, one thing I wanted to say, uh, I, I've got a game recommendation for you. Oh hell yeah! Okay, the, are you, are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. Psychonauts on Game Pass. Okay, now that is an interesting one. I'm going it, to it's open up a how long to it's, beat tab. It's it's not bad, but it's it's such a good game, and I think it's it's really kind of it'll be really right up your alley. Twelve and a half right hours, up, right up, right up. Is your it on P- is it on PC? Do you know? Or, or, or yeah, game? I think so. I think so. And like PC Game Pass, I can check. While Twelve we're and a half. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Like, no, like, and that's the kind of thing. Things. I'm not actually playing anything on my PC at the moment. I started. Oh, please a few, do it, dude. Because yeah. it's. It's such an experience. Like honestly, it's so fucking good, and, and it's I think something you really like it. I'd, I'd honestly, other than knowing that it's a a platform from Double Find with presumably a good sense of humor, I'd be going in almost completely blind, which is the other thing oh, that could th- be cool. Right? That's that's great, dude. Honestly, that's so good. And and like as a lead up to Psychonauts two, which yes. should be releasing this year still. I mean, they've had some kind of. We'll probably have a release date at the E three conference. Yes, but yeah, there was even. Like, uh, but what what a, what a time to be alive! Did you did you? <laughs> I, I think they've been debunked yeah. since Chris. But did you see the rumors that uh, Psychonauts Two was going to be shadow dropped at E3 or stealth oh, dropped? No. Yeah, there were. No, that would be. There were, be I, I think they've been debunked properly, but there were rumors going around like a week or so ago that Psychonauts Two was done. Um, which like that would Tim, be cool, and, and, and they were just going to drop it at uh, during E3. But yeah, I love it when they do that, and it's available. Right now, right go, now, ah, bitches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it'd be cool. Like, honestly, if you guys get on it, like Jonesy, got to say that you wouldn't like it. I think you really would as well. Oh, dude, my uh, with my backlog and, and like we're well, trying to play this, stuff this at the is, moment, I'm going anywhere near yeah. anything else for a while. Well, yeah, but if we if we come back here this time next week, Jamie, and you you've played some of it, I'd be I'd be I'd be well pleased. You know what? I, I'm going to make a good faith, uh, uh, not a promise. But I'm going to say to you that I, I I acknowledge that that's something that you think would be a good fit for me, and I'm going to do my darndest to at least have started it by the next time we we meet up. But um, it's a bad time, boys, to be ruminating about backlogs and unplayed video games and things we're looking forward to, because as we mentioned at the top of the show, it's pre-E3 time, and video games are getting ready to come out, which is exciting and daunting in equal measure. And today we were treated to... A host for in that in fact separate individual live streams from four separate games slash series um, that all have things that are going to be vying for our time and money in the coming months. And we start with, I say the biggest, possibly the biggest, depending on your perspective, or, or is it, but it is the one that's exclusive to a certain family of consoles. I'm talking about Horizon Forbidden West which uh, had its own state of play this afternoon at the time of recording, featuring an impressive 14 minutes of gameplay, which is, again, nice to see uh, Nice to see after 
uh, what felt like a year full of cinematics and CG <laughs> last year. Uh, encouraging stuff. Jonesy, uh, yeah. you and I were watching it at more or less the same time, I think, uh, just a few minutes apart. Um, and I think, am I right in saying you, you, you quite liked the first game? Yeah, I really liked the first game. I thought, um, I thought it was it a was great game. It was his game of the year. It was uh, your game yeah, of the year. How can I forget? Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Um, it was one of those where, I don't know, because it was obviously very sort of uh, familiar in a lot of ways, but then they did a lot with that game. And I think uh, like the, the dinosaur, the robo dinosaur sort of like shooting the panels off and weaknesses and da-da-da-da and, and setting traps and stuff. I loved all of that. I thought it was fantastic. Yes, uh, um like what year, Jesus, what year was that? Was that, that 20, was like 2018? 2017. Was it that long ago? No, it was 2017. No. 2017. I was going to say, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm really looking forward 20, to this. Um, no, come on. 2016. Yeah, I'm going to have to no, check it now. No, but. yeah, because 20, I'm trying to. It uh, wasn't 2016. 2016 is no, when Doom came out. Yeah, t- t- so 2016 we did, was when we did a, a, a weird game of the year thing in front of the green screen and we gave shouts to February like 2017. Doom, Doom and Uncharted. And Chris, that was yeah. when you did uh, Shadow Blade. Oh, Shadow Tactics. Shadow Tactics. 2017 was when Jonesy picked Horizon because it was the year yeah. the Switch came out. And Chris, you and I yeah. had picked Breath of the Wild and Odyssey. And then yeah. 2018 right, was like it, yeah. Red Dead, Spider Man, God of War, uh, yeah. and so on and so Yeah, and, and yeah. Man. Um, no, this is, this is literally, I think if you're a fan of the original, then this is exactly what you want to see, right? In a sequel, you want to see more, you want to see bigger, you want to see better, you want to see like more going on. You want to see more lush environments, um, some new enemies introduced. And yeah, it takes it all of those boxes. Do you, do you think just touching on sort of the newer elements of the game, uh, we saw, for example, some underwater content that wasn't really featured in the original game. And that sounds like they're putting a fairly big emphasis on that. A new enemy faction that can kind of ride these robots as well, um, because Aloy can kind of take over them and possess them. And now the bad guys can too. And also some expanded traversal stuff. We saw like a grappling hook and a sort of a Breath of the Wild style floaty device thing. Is it is that going to be enough for you? Uh, you know, assuming it comes along with a, a solid new story or were you hoping for anything more dramatic or is this just solid sequel fare, I guess? No, I think that everything they've, yeah, everything there was was exactly what I wanted to see. It was, it was, because you always get that problem at the end. Everyone knows at the end of, the, of a game, you sort of reach a certain point with your character and then you wonder, oh, where are they going to take it in the sequel? What new stuff is going to be introduced? And it's very easy to kind of um, do do too much as a departure from the original and then it kind of feels unfamiliar and you're not that into it. And you, But you can also do the opposite and not do enough. But with the addition of the new weapon systems and some of the new things they teased here, so um, I think one thing they showed in the 14 minutes was um, uh, a slingshot that could launch like sticky substance it was cum- all over this mammoth thing and then it and it slowed it down which is another element you Hot could put orange into orange cum <laughs> it did look cum. a bit like that but yeah I, I one like of my that you could you could pick up the weapons from the like that's discarded nice touch, from that's animals nice yeah, so, that was cool. well that was in the original you could do that or i keep saying the original that was in um the first horizon um you could pick up the the gun mounted the the, the tyrannosaurus things that had the guns mounted on the front you could pick up them and shoot the tyrannosaurus with them and they were like so op as well like you could you could take apart one of those big robot tyrannosaurus rexes which was wicked but this does seem to have been expanded and mm, maybe yeah. be more um like oh and be sort of cover more dino more dinos or not even dinos now what are they like just mammals well yeah because it was one of them was an elephant right the a big elephant yeah, yeah like a mammoth elephant thing yeah, yeah. i guess like yeah, but guys they were they were they were robo raptors yeah 
There, there were as well. There were Robo Raptors. Riding the Robo This is like this is like Dino Riders, the 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 game. Oh, and Dino Perfect. Riders was great. I guess, wasn't it? Because Chris, that's the interesting thing, right? That you you know mm. that you can like for PS5 owners, they are yeah. constantly having to pick up new games and try things they might not have otherwise tried, like Return of Dark Souls, because we're all trying to validate our purchasing decision and convince <laughs> ourselves we weren't fucking morons for being early adopters. When you get to take something more of a backseat, I guess, and like yeah. choose your time with a bit more tactics as to when you jump up. Like, does does this look like the kind of game that screams, I have to get a PS5 for this, be it visually or otherwise? I, like in general, or me personally? I guess. Well, I mean, you're 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 the host. You're the you're the, you're you're on the pod. You're the host. Well, I mean, you, we're, we're, co- <laughs> we're co-hosts. We're, we're a trio of co-hosts. We all, co-hosts. I like it. I mean, you, you um, know. me personally, no, because the first game didn't. I I didn't pick it up on on PS4. I just didn't interest well, me. I know, I know I know why you were distracted. So it came out the yeah. same fucking week as Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, but uh, uh, hey, you know what? It's a good thing that they learned from Breath of the Wild and added in some more Breath of the Wild elements. Yeah, I... but, but I, I, I will say one thing though. I will say one thing though, and it, it, it does look very good. It looks very lush. It seems like it plays well, um, and you know, if I had a PS5, would I pick it up? Maybe because it's just a case of like, well, there's nothing much to pick up on PS5. You know, once you go through the iterations, you know, mm. um, yeah, it, it 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 looks it looks good. It looks good. I wouldn't pick it up. It just doesn't seem like my type of thing. Uh, I although you know what, any game that boasts about putting in a water level, mm. that water that was level, the water it, stuff was a little odd. Like they, oh, yeah, but but like I water thought... levels are always the worst things in the game. So if they're really touting this water stuff, they better fucking nail it because. I thought I thought the water looked really fucking pretty, boys. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it, yeah, it, it looked can, it, can it looked great, pretty, sure. But like great. playing in water levels, because think about it this way, right? You you you're playing in a game where it's like really fluid and your movement and you're so used to it. Mm. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna put in a section where you go underwater, where the controls are a lot more unwieldy, <laughs> you are less nimble, and it's just like a whole bunch of bullshit. See That's what right, and, and no, normally in almost every single game. And normally you've got like a, a breath meter, so it's like, oh, you can't okay, swim that say, deep without dying. But they did say but, if you find the mask and you can stay underwater indefinitely and blah, blah, blah. Ra- How does that yes. work? Yeah. But whatever. I'd rather a mask than a pair of boots that just sink you to the bottom and let you walk <laughs> on the floor. But then, yeah. This is a genuine question as well, because like it's something I'm uh, weighing up in my mind. Gameplay, like underwater stuff, new combat shit, blah, 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 blah. Great, great, great. But like, hmm. did this look as you're watching the game? But as you look at the visual specifically, as you're looking yeah, at it, yeah. did this look like the first big? And that's no disrespect to Ratchet or Dark Souls or even Mars Morales, which was cross gen, and this will be too. Demon Souls, you Demon mean. Souls. My bad. Um, did this look like the first big? Wow, that's what the PS5 can do. Game because it doesn't sound like between either of you two that that's out registered. No, I, I I think that I think that's probably more. Funnily enough, save for Ratchet and Clank, less less about like, less about less about textures and more about like your alpha effects and your your jumping from world to world to world. It's a lot more impressive. Whereas this was like, yes, it it looks fucking great, but I guess you know we we know what high end PC gameplay looks like. You know, we do, but it, it's definitely. Not like, 
so they, they definitely seem to have gone for um something like like in between right they they it yeah. looks like they could have gone much harder for next gen but they haven't done that but they've 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 gone a long way in like lush and saturated and colorful and of sort of vibrance but it could have looked a lot better like let's be honest mm-hmm. um and i suppose i was kind of hoping for that in a way but where they've ended up it still looks very very good um yeah. so i'm i'm hoping that when you play it that all comes together and it looks it looks amazing yeah It'd be interesting to know how they come down on the uh, performance mode versus the graphical mode mm. kind of situation because I could see that having a big effect on the gameplay yeah. with a game like this. Yeah, for sure. Especially you're going to want to play at sixty frames a second, right? You're well, not going to want to play anything lower I, than I, that. I think obviously there's there are slightly different you know kettle of fish to one another, but I think Miles Morales handled not just graphical options but also PS4 and PS5 cross compatibility mm. pretty graciously in terms of I think no one felt like they were getting a bum deal. And PS5 owners had, especially post-patches, a pretty strong slew of choices when it came to ray tracing on and off, performance, you know, graphics, and, and so on and so forth. I'm interested to see if they go to quite that extent with, with Horizon. But I, I would just want to say yeah. for the record, I think I feel like I'm a little bit more positive than you guys are on, on it overall for the simple reason that there's a voice in my head that says exactly what Chris said, which is that we know what high-end PC gaming, like high-end PCs can do. Right. But which, which game are we talking about when we talk about that? When was the last game that we truly said that when we truly looked at it and said, "Oh my God, forget home consoles because if you've got a thirty eighty <laughs> or a thirty ninety running this game at full like an ultra on your PC will make home consoles yeah. make the PS five look like trash." Because yeah, like cyber, <laughs> what well, you've trumped me there, Chris. I mean, let's let's move. On. I've embarrassed myself clearly. No, I mean, no, no, I, I like, get what you're saying. Because there are though, games yeah, that come around that c- could do that. We all looked at Cyberpunk and said we could, and ironically, Cyberpunk did that because Cyberpunk on consoles, am I right? You know? But <laughs> Cyberpunk, <laughs> Cyberpunk, like on like the, the greatest graphics card, like, on a 3090 Ti, whenever that comes out on Ultra, this, that, and the other. Fuck the LSS, you don't even need it. You got the raw power, ray tracing. <laughs> um, it's still kind of like uh, I don't know, a few rough edges. In a yeah, way that, no. like, yeah. Horizon for me is, like, it, it does what I think Sony first-party do, stuff does really well, which is it, like, combines what we're aiming for this generation in terms of fidelity. Sony first-party companies really good sort of, like, hold on how to extract the most power they can yeah, from yeah. their own hardware. And also a really, like, just a strong, cohesive art style and look that that complements what they're capable of. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how, in my mind, sometimes... Like home console graphical fidelity or just visuals overall never feels to me, at least hasn't for a little while, like it's truly lagging behind the PC until you get to games that just straight up run at wildly different resolutions on PC yeah, because yeah. of the scalability. Obviously, there are huge exceptions to yeah. it. But overall... Look, I'll, I'll say that everything I've seen, even even this Horizon thing, I still think the best looking game on the on the PS5 is Demon's Souls. Well, do you know one thing? It's like the Demon Souls is a PS5 exclusive, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. Horizon Forbidden West will be on PS4. Demon Souls wasn't, and that's yeah. it's a big, you know, big and, card and to have it, in your back pocket. And I think it shows. I think it shows. Not like I said, also, not, not that it looks bad. It looks really good. And it sorry, does Chris. Lush environments and whatever. We, we, yeah. We've we've got to stop the press. Mister Demon Souls PS5 himself is is, is is we've got him on the we've got him on hold. Yeah. The line's blinking. Jonesy, go ahead. Call it. Go ahead. I wasn't even going to talk about Demon Souls. I was just going to say that <laughs> the one thing that um, I fucked the, it. The, <laughs> sorry, mate. 
the one thing that I think is because you're saying about like what game would you play on PC that does make you think that, but the difference for me is the fact that you can play um, at 60 frames a second with ray tracing, etc., etc., etc. And a lot of the problem the PlayStation Five performance games have, is massive. You're right. Is the performance is a big thing, and and if you're going to end up playing this game and trying to decide whether or not you're going to play with like the full graphical options turned on, but at 30 frames a second, then that is that is a bad decision to have to make, and it's one that I've made multiple times. Yeah. For, like playing games and Demon's Souls was one that I did like it was um, it, you know that was a game that I had to play at 60 frames a second like that felt like that felt how you're supposed to play it certainly ironically Mars Morales which is a game which is a lot of like fast movement and stuff I played with the graphical features just because it looked so good um, yeah. I didn't want to sacrifice how it looked um, just you know for the fluidity but like the one thing that I, I don't know if you guys got this with Horizon was Aloy looked a little sluggish I don't know if they've done something with how like mm. the movement and stuff and maybe it's just looking at it and it's, it's a bad way to try and get a feel for a game but yeah one one thing that i didn't see was maybe mm. some of the snap that she had in the original which i wanted to see but but then uh, maybe it feels mm. different maybe I, I would have no idea probably also uh didn't help jonesy that just a few hours before you saw aloy running through the beaches and forests of that lush world you were watching probably uh, one of 2021's hot contenders for most boring protagonist in the world. I think he's called Aiden Walker. When you when they're called Aiden, <laughs> no, no, you're in trouble. Is it, it's Aiden, not Walker, is it? Aiden, Aiden Crawl? Crawl Aiden Crookshanks? Aiden, Aiden <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Crowley? Aiden Pierce? Jo, Chris, let's not go there. There's only Aiden, one legend. Aiden, oh no, is it what? Is it that? Aiden, oh, a, a, Aiden a Caldwell. Aside. A quick aside, Aiden, Call, Aiden, Aiden Caldwell, Watchdogs. Yeah. Did, did you see that report that Watchdogs was originally a driver game? I saw the headline. I didn't look into it. Yeah, hell yeah. That's the, that sounds like something that would. That sounds like a YouTube video that would do six figure views. <laughs> I hope someone. Uh, I hope someone makes it. Oh, yeah. um, not us. <laughs> um, but uh, boring and personalityless or not remains to be seen. Uh, we will find out on December 7th. Aiden, whatever his name is, is of course Caldwell, the Caldwell. Caldwell. Caldwell is the protagonist Dece- for the... Uh, December 7th, so it's actually coming out this year. Dying wow. Light 2 is actually coming out. Wow. Yeah, it's, well, it's not. It's going to be delayed, but yeah. Actually, no, sorry, Chris, you're right. Dying Light 2 is not coming out. Dying Light 2 Stay <laughs> Human is coming out. No That's colon. right. No colon. Di- just Dying Light to Stay Human. Dying Light to Stay Human. It's all one long thing with no... <laughs> Fucking punctuation whatsoever. No colon, no comma, no weird fucking where you do the shift backwards thing and it's like a line that YouTubers use. None of it. Just dying like to dying like to stay human. And I'm gonna we should say it like that just to even if there was a colon, what a stupid fucking name. Stay yeah, human. Why? It doesn't need it. Like, dying like, two, dying like 2 is fine. What do you mean stay, stay human? human? Can you get infected and turn into a monster? No, because you get a game over. A game over. So we're not trying to stay human. No, but that's, you, that's no, you, are. No, you are. No, 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 no. You saw this as a story Jonesy, in B-Twist, like, no, oh, I'm infected. If you, oh. Jonesy, if you think you are, that means every first-person shooter ever alive should have the subtitle, Don't Die or Stay Alive. <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Stay Alive. No, no, colon, no, no, no sorry. If we're That's saying the, the subtext of the story, which is like not even directly addressed because it's permanent, <laughs> i.e. don't die, i.e. stay human, is, is no, whatever. No, because what I, th- I think you're misreading what they're saying by stay human. If, if, you t- if you watch the trailer that they, put, that they had, then I would say that what they were alluding to with the stay human was you're the one making decisions in the game and morally you could lose, like you could not be human by oh. making decisions that adversely affect so morals. So you're, you're, yeah. you're saying 
the humans are the real monster cliche has now been grafted onto the title of the fucking game itself. The idea yes. that the humans are the real monsters of the post-apocalypse with the zombies. Oh, the idea. Yeah, the idea that you can make decisions. Oh apparently, oh if you believe what they've said, Bellas, you can you can make decisions Bellas, to. It's 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 almost quarter past one, and I, I feel an argument coming on. Yes, so let's just no, no, there's no argue. We're not arguing. So, but Chris, you're you're right. Like somehow, after not even just delays, but radio silence at times, mm. and the. Uh, and worse, worse yeah, than and, radio silence. And, and the fucking showing us the water situation over and over again. Yep, uh, the, the lead writer, Chris Avalon, getting cancelled and dropping off the face of the games industry. Dying Light 2 somehow survived all of these encounters and more, <laughs> and is back. And as we said, is out December 7th. They showed a bunch of gameplay today, which was narrated and sort of in, uh, surrounded by interviews with a bunch of Polish men who were re- <laughs> like speaking from a script but trying to sound like they weren't, which... When you're doing that in a second language, often sounds very strange, but they put on a brave face. Fair play to them. Um, Jonesy, I've got a th- can I have got a theory? Can I give you a theory about Let's this? hear the theory. So, obviously, Avalon's gone, right? I yeah. I don't know why, but I get the feeling that they've completely rewritten the game. Like, the story of I the game. Right. I, I think you're right. I'm going to go one further. I don't think they'd even finished it when he was still there. <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, no, I probably, yeah, you're probably right. But it's, it feels like they've come back after sort of hiatus or whatever and all this stuff going on, and they've gone, right, we've got this guy, Aidan Caldwell, it's 15 years after the events, he's uh, coming back because he's trying to find someone from his past, and you're like, oh, well, this is stuff that we've never heard mentioned before about how this game is going to function. And it's it feels like they've tried to maybe take what they had and retrofit it onto a or sorry take a take a new character a story retrofit everything they had in order to make a game that actually works because i think the biggest problem from originally was oh every decision you make is going to have ramifications for the world and how everything operates and everyone was like bullshit because every time someone says that with a video game it never works like that they've basically explained what the new system is which is like hey the open world is going to have things where you might fight to earn a certain portion of the open world access to water or electricity and when you do stuff like that you're going to have a choice over which of three factions you give it to and it sounds like the faction that you choose is basically going to set dress that corner of the map that's like that's how the world is going to change to and there are going to be bigger story decisions at various points and probably multiple endings but it's always a diamond right there's choices and then there's endings yeah and and funnels at the end but there's no way that it goes the way that they were sort of touting it originally, which was but the thing you can is, make story-defining decisions that would change the entire with, course of the yeah, story. With, with all due respect to Chris Avalone, which is at precisely none at this stage, like, <laughs> Dying Light 2 never needed him. Dying Light 2 just needed to be Dying Light 2. With, like, right. like it, that formula worked, and Chris, parkour's back, combat is back. The changes to like the sort of dis- decision making changes to the world stuff sound like sounds like it's been honed in on to a point where it sounds plausible. Surely yeah. that's all this needs, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, the 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 gameplay reveal that they had just it looked great. It's it's everything you wanted. It was like parkour. There's some melee combat. It it just it looked fun. It looked good. And mm-hmm. yeah, I guess like getting bogged down in kind of like morality systems in a game like that is probably a bit redundant. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Plus, as I said to you guys earlier, you can two foot stamp someone on the head, like jumping stamp on the head, and the head explodes. I loved oh, how yeah. much gore was in that trailer. So shout oh, out yeah. to uh, Dying Light 2 once again, that date December 7th. But anyway, <laughs> that was enough for the West, boys, because now it's time oh. to throw it over to our friends in Japan. And I'm just going to uh, come up with this up front. I might offend some people here, but do either of you two care about Ooh. Dragon Quest? Can I sure fucking don't? 
uh, personally. Um, the, the, you know, the only thing I care about Dragon Quest for was because it looked like Octopath Traveler, and I was like, oh. So yeah, Dragon Octopath Quest Three is being remade in the is it Chris the two the two D HD engine. Have I got that right? Two D HD, buddy, the two, most two. the clunkiest fucking engine name that ever it is. Um, it yeah, that looked really cool. I that was the extent of my interest, though. <laughs> that was I, it. I, I guess the thing with like Octopath Traveler was like it was really cool. But it was almost like, why are you trying to get too gimmicky with it? Just give us like a traditional RPG in the style and we'd be happy. And yeah, then they re- and then they released that like fucking what was it? Project fucking Triangle Liberty <laughs> douchebag or <laughs> yes, whatever. And it's right. like and again it was like, oh okay, it's like Final Fantasy tactics in that style. But again, they were just like overcomplicated it and made it like in a way that it shouldn't have been. But if this is a remake of a Dragon Quest mainline title then maybe this is what it is. You know, this might be, you know, third time's a charm, third time luckiest. Like, it's a great style and just give it a traditional RPG thing and don't fuck with it too much. Now, I don't know much about the old school Dragon Dragon Quest game. So maybe Dragon Quest 3 is the one where they went off the rails and, you know, and fucking egg on my face saying a more traditional RPG thing. But I just feel that that's what that engine needs. It just needs it. Just a solid story, traditional things. Don't fuck with the formula too much, right? Like, don't have the same scenario with eight different playable characters and all that bullshit. I, I, I think, think that's it's cool. totally valid. Yeah. yeah. Actually, when you explain it like that, you know what, Chris? They should have had you on that fucking live stream. Mate. <laughs> Would have made more sense. I, I can't tell you how many fucking live streams, state of plays, Nintendo Directs I've watched, and it's like, you know what? That was good, but it could have been better. You should have brought me on. You know how sometimes you have that little man or woman in the corner who does sign language? We should just do that, <laughs> but you only go on live streams and reveals for Japanese developers to give like the is what they really is what they're trying to say version of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a paraphrasing. Do, yeah, is there but, a is there a, is there a Chris Chris version of that for Dragon Quest Twelve? Because this is another thing that like I don't I, I'm gonna sound super like fucking like I don't know whether or not I should be excited. I think recent Dragon Quest games have looked cool. Uh, I, I yeah. like the vi- I like the the visual style. I like a lot of the music for some reason. Um, Music's I'm great. Not, yeah, I'm not super down for fucking like turn based. I'm not super down for RPGs where I run into an enemy and if I hit them first, it fades to black and then I'm in a different turn based battle arena <laughs> and then that fight ends and then everyone in my party gets XP and then I'm back exploring an overworld. I don't like yeah. that style. No, anymore. no, that's. That, that's kind of old school, and I think the that's changed. You've seen with like Final Fantasy how that's changed, and I think you know it, it's true for the oh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, it, it is different, and I, so I played Dragon Quest Eleven the the fucking demo that was like right know, it came 12, to Switch I, right yeah twelve hours long on the Switch or whatever. I didn't finish the demo even, but I, I enjoyed my time there. And I, I would have liked to have carried on if I had the time. If I if I was a younger person, if I was a spring chicken, I would definitely kind of get into it because I like those grand sweeping JRPGs. Um, what's worth noting with the latest one is they're saying it's uh, targeting a more adult audience, so probably going to be more. They're going to be in- some fucking. <laughs> probably not, uh, but yeah, probably targeting some kind of more adult themes. If you want to think about that, like you know, more 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 violence, whatever it may be. We we don't know because we just got a logo reveal. Is, like, is, in, is that like yeah. in Nino Cooney 2 where the dude's just got a fucking gun? <laughs> it's like it's like one of those games, except hey, I'm the prison and I've got a fucking gun. Yeah. 
That's my kind of adult themes. It's gonna no, it's gonna start off when you actually see like the first uh, the opening of the game is gonna be a cutscene where the mum is stuck somewhere and the son comes in and it's like <laughs> this is not what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. But you're my babysitter. Why are you do? Uh, um, yeah, I, I guess I guess the the notable thing here is that they are aiming for a simultaneous worldwide release, which is going to be the first time uh, that they would have done it for the series. Okay. Now, in, interestingly, in Japan, I, I got to try and remember this right. Um, in Japan, you can't release games on a particular day. Ooh. And the and the reason was it might even just be like weekdays, and the reason is because of a Dragon Quest game. Can't remember which one, but it came out and no kids went to school that day. <laughs> oh right, this, so, this is the so anec- any day of the week. You're not yeah, allowed to release so, so, games. so this is the anecdote, right? That whenever whenever a Dragon Quest game would be released, like no kids would go to school, loads of people would call off sick at work and whatever, and the government actually had to change the law. That's Jamie's, Jamie's looking it up now. I hope he can verify my it, anecdote. It, 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 it seems like it's a thing. I, there's, <laughs> some, there's some scuttlebutt as to whether or not it's an urban legend, but yes, it seems like the original thing was that you can't release Dragon Quest games on a weekday in Japan because <laughs> product, hashtag productivity. You know? Exactly. exactly. I get oh, right. that. So, so just, just Dragon Quest games, fair enough. Uh, I, th- I, yeah, think, I, mean, I think it's Dragon Quest games. I don't know. I, I feel like with with the West's kind of growing obsession with anime and they've become a lot more a lot more aware of the dragon quest series but i think i think now is the time for it to maybe at least in a western audience's eyes for dragon quest to overtake final fantasy that'd be interesting yeah because be you're right like dragon quest for me i know the name I yeah. recognize the art style and some of the characters when like they come up in Smash Bros. I'm like, okay, that's Dragon Quest. As I mentioned <laughs> earlier, I even know the music. And like when yeah. I see gameplay for Dragon Quest Eleven, especially, you know, it, it looks quite sharp. And I'm like, that looks kind of cool. But it is weird that this is a game entering its 12th mainline entry, not counting yeah. offshoots. And I've never actually touched it. Yeah. So maybe that you may maybe yeah maybe that changes with twelve. I, th- I think the big problem that you've got with the crossover is not like the art style, not the music or anything like that. It's the hand holding nature of JRPGs, like often yeah, with the turn based fighting and stuff. And and West and a lot we're talking about dying light too. But as a lot of games go more and more, not hand holding. Maybe that's not fair to say, but as we go more and more down, like you can do whatever you want. You can make every decision. Like the game doesn't limit you to do whatever. You can go anywhere. The maps are bigger, and you can go in every bloody building and pick up whatever you want. And then you play a turn-based like fighting game that looks pretty cool, and you can you can't control things in certain ways, and things work differently. Yeah. And I think it's it's the it seems like the division's growing. So whilst the art style is is getting more favor over here, yeah, I feel like the game types aren't. Well, yeah, well, I I think that's where the Japanese developers are trying to invigorate things, and you, you see how they do it with. Uh, I mean, let's take Final Fantasy VII remake, like that is as far away as you can get from like a turn-based battler, but yet it's still got this JRPG style to it. And I think like what exemplifies JRPGs are systems upon systems upon systems. You're right. They don't give you like that full freedom that say more Western titles tend to go for, but what they do offer you are like fucking a barrage of systems that you don't necessarily have to interact with all of them, but they're just built upon each other. Like, one thing after another, after another, after another. Just, I just want to get this on the record, Chris. What you're saying is, it's great that they're remaking Dragon Quest Three. 
But what yeah. they really should be doing is taking that story, splitting it up unnecessarily into 14 separate <laughs> games that are going to be released over the course of 73 years. Is that what I'm hearing? That's why. I yes, heard. yes, yes. It's a good yeah. strategy. Uh, let's see how that works out for them, Cotton. Okay. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Just like I'm looking forward to finding out who the fuck Sephiroth is. Might never find out. I don't know. Fuck me, right? I only played 50 hours of that fucking video game. Anyway, do you know what? I haven't played much Dragon Quest, but I got respect for it. Hopefully that was clear. Shout out to any weebs who are watching and or listening. I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm aware of the plight and I'm with you. One thing I don't have time or respect for, lads, and we might have to fight over this because I know you're both retro throwback Sega cucks. Uh, Sonic... Sonic's making the, doing the rounds again. Sonic's still a fucking weirdo. Um, and I wouldn't change him for the world. You know what? I honestly wouldn't change him for the world. Um, should we talk about what Sonic's up to? No. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Should we give it's people to, the highlight reel at least then? To, to yeah, be yeah, fair. Yeah, um, yeah, to be fair, if you're going to, we, we covered the Mario one, didn't we? So we should probably cover the uh, the Sonic one. It's sort of a similar kind of deal. Okay. To be fair to Sonic, there are some new games coming out. Re releases first. Let's start with uh, Sonic Origins which is a yeah. collection of Sonic 1, Sonic and Tails, Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, and Sonic CD, Retro Boys. Well, but all of this, because all of this is because Sonic's 30, right? Sonic's... Um, I don't 30, care how 35? fucking old he is. I 30? don't care. 30? No, no, 30. No. 30? I think so, yeah. If yeah. Sonic was really 30, Sonic would have died like to a speedball overdose in his <laughs> 20s if he was real. Like, that's not a pun, but actually that kind of a speedball. Like, a speedball. No, yeah, 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 I liked no, it. Okay. Speedball. I, I, I hear that's his next power-up in, in the next game. <laughs> It gets high. I you know what, if Sega embraced that side of Sonic's character, which I'm sure exists, instead of like saying, hey, Shadow's the edgy one, what if Sonic just started doing blow? Anyway, oh, uh, Sonic Origins. Jesus Christ. Does it actually His appeal? red eyes in that one game is like, this is why. <laughs> there you go, just we fucking high. nailed it. We fucking nailed it. Nailed but did, it. Did, did, are these games that you guys played, I'm not trying to be facetious, are they games you grew up with, any of these? Obviously Sonic Big 1. Time like One and two for sure, yeah. Oh, for me, it was all about three and and Sonic and Knuckles. I so, used to fucking love those games, dude. This is one to pick up or no? Um, Sonic Origins. You, you know what? If if it releases on the Switch, yeah, I'll pick it up because right. they they it's it's not just like oh here the old games on a platform. They've done improvements. It's like widescreen, this that the other. I don't know exactly what all the improvements are because I'm not paying that much attention. But yeah, it, it's something like if the price is right, it's cool. Like I picked up Sonic Mania and I really enjoyed it. True, so, Sonic Mania yeah. was something of a success one thing i'm a little bit uh, more unsure about just because i think it's actually a sonic game from the wii era which i think i think reviewed pretty well but i i just yeah i've never really seen it in action before that's sonic colors which is coming back with the sonic colors ultimate edition <laughs> in september 7th oh, oh I, yeah. so, so do you remember this is the remember? nintendo model to be fair <laughs> Remember, I'm not going to say last week because it wasn't last week, but the week before <laughs> when mm. we were on the podcast and we were talking about Need for Speed. Yeah. And how they remastered the wrong like right. game. Yep. I, 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 it, maybe this is the right game to remaster because people do seem to have a, a fondness of, they do. of uh, colors, but it just, it just seems odd to me. Like, do, do any of the modern Sonic games actually need remastering? I Every time I've heard of a new Sonic game coming out over the years and I've looked at it and I've gone, oh no, it looks shit. So I'm, I'm not going to lie, like anyone they're going to redo that isn't one, two, Knuckles, <laughs> whatever, I'm like, okay, I'm out, I'm over. Yeah, but, I just, I just yeah. think, I just think, like, you see, the, I think this is the divide, right? And Jamie, it's something that we've discussed ad nauseum on ourselves when we're yeah. arguing about Sonic, but there's very much the retro Sonic and the 
not retrosonic. From whatever point, I don't know where it kind of flipped the switch, mm-hmm. but it's definitely two different camps of Sonic fans, right? Yes. Um, yes. So for me, it's for very sure. much. I'm I'm a fan of of retrosonic, modern Sonic. I just don't get. I just, it just doesn't appeal to me, <sighs> etc. But then again, it's for, you know, it's is for a younger demographic. You know. I guess so. I guess so. But then sometimes I go on Twitter and I see these people with these sort of like Sonic adjacent avatars. I'm like, how old are you really? Like, I don't know that you're not some dude who should be too like old enough to know better. Or like, it's very hard to know. I guess that's the power of anonymity on the internet, right? But yeah. um, there is one piece of good news to come out of all of this, which is I can confirm uh, by, my, uh, by my top secret correspondence with Sega Europe and their YouTube channel. I can confirm that Sonic Colors will have a U in the word colors in the territories wherein oh, that would be appropriate. Yes. Um, Quality. So, Good. Uh, people who speak English properly, fear not, we are being catered to. <laughs> um, Sonic fans, though, will be catered to even more next year when a new Sonic project uh, comes in. I can confirm that we have seen the trailer in it. Sonic is blue, and he appears, <laughs> lads, correct me if I'm wrong, but he appears mm. to be uh, going fast. I mean, you've got to go fast, <laughs> Jamie. I mean, do you have to? You gotta, yeah. You got you gotta go fast, mate. You have to. The tell you the one weirdest thing about this whole like I don't know if you guys felt this, but this whole Sonic thing was the random like appearances that Sonic's going to make in other games. Like, oh. Just and it, they look yeah. so shite. Like in uh, Tokyo twenty twenty, Sonic looks awful. Like it looks so like some fat bloke in a Sonic costume that that's, is. Oh no, that's, that's what that, it that, is. That's what it is. It's meant to be a human in a Sonic costume. No, but yeah. it, but it looks really bad. Like it doesn't oh. look like a good human in a in a B costume. It looks like a really. It looks like a budget one that what that someone's mum bought from a knockoff look, shop. Does it look like I am in the game in a homemade Sonic costume? Is that what it? Is that, it it does. Like that? Okay, there you it go. does. Wow. For a it bit does. of visual imagery for people. And then someone says, "Is that a Sonic? Is that a Sonic outfit?" And someone goes, "No, no, it's Cynic because they can't be Sonic because they've got the license, so it's not oh, quite." Right. Sanic. And then they had the um, is it the two point hospital thing where Sonic's going to rock up yes. and be a doctor, and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, because so what weird. happened was he he didn't go fast, so he went slow. Uh, no, everyone yeah. that goes too fast and ends up with some kind of like muscular injury. That's what Sonic broken said ankles. Like, yeah, I love that. Imagine the idea of Sonic going fast and just rolling his ankle because just one time he went too fast. <laughs> it's like, lads, I've got to set, I set it out for this game. I rob you got. Phone Knuckles. Phone fucking Big the Cat. See if he's available. I'm, yeah, I kind of, I'm, I kind I'm of feel that with, with Sonic's momentum, if he had to roll over on his heel, he'd probably like rupture every single muscle in his body. Yeah. But <laughs> needless to say, oh, sorry. Can I, I say one thing about Sonic, though? Because I think Sonic could eat Mario's lunch, right? If they came out of a game which was like... So, I, I mean, I haven't played it yet, but if you came out of a game which was like Ratchet and Clank-esque, like through, like levels of animation and looked that good, and you could in, and you could get in the speed factor of Sonic and you could have it look amazing and just do something completely different you'd never seen before in a Sonic game, I think everyone would, turn, would think it was absolutely fantastic and it was incredible. Nah. I, I just, even, even I have to disagree with that one. I, I, I just don't know. Like I, I think what we've noticed more and more with Sonic over the years is that going fast isn't enough. Like, what do you do? You, no, exactly. Going fast yeah, you gets more. you from A to B. What do you do when you get there? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You need a completely different game. You need like a Ratchet and Clank game where it's like you've got weapons and guns and you've got portals and da da da. They've tried so much that more though, bro. Like, Sonic has, Sonic has run around in open worlds. He has fucking fought a, like an evil version of himself. He's kissed hot chicks. He's turned into a <laughs> werewolf. He's raced a go kart. Like, Sonic has tried 
stuff. They need to to try new, better stuff. Try better stuff. Try better stuff. Mario's doing it well, Sonic. You are letting down. Maybe, maybe maybe Sonic needs the Star Fox uh, treatment, which is like when Nintendo didn't know what to do with Star Fox. They were like, "Fuck it, give him a staff and put him in a dinosaur game." Like we we don't know what we're doing anymore. Um, Maybe it, maybe. There's a right. There's a right idea. It's it's just. It's Star Fox of Adventures. It's Sonic's in it. There you go. That's a mod. Just quickly, speaking of Sega, did you see that Creative Assembly are making a Sega-themed FPS game? I saw that. Is it like it's like the Alien team, right? The Alien Isolation team, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Within Creative Assembly. I know. I saw the picture and it looked. I don't know what they're going for, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's, know. It's a choice. It's a choice. It sounds like a yeah. It sounds interesting. I, just I wonder. Feel that that's Sega in a nutshell. It's a choice. <laughs> That's the choice. I mean, honestly, that's a lot of companies right now, and I feel like that might be a phrase we're coming back to a few times uh, as the weeks roll by, because uh, as we wrap up this episode, we look forward to the future, where, as we've sort of suggested a number of times, uh, weeks like this are going to keep on happening. Um, I think by this time next week, we'll be able to talk about a whole bunch of other games that have been either revealed or shown off gameplay, maybe even platforms, um, and then, of course, we get into E3 proper, and I'm sure we'll we'll figure something out to cover because i mean if we just spend two hours talking about four games i don't know what we're going to do after press conferences that's what oh, i'll say oh my um, god what are so, we going to do we've got, we got to figure it out we've got to put um, our heads together we'll figure something out but um do you boys have any uh closing thoughts before we uh bid people adieu no i'm fucking okay. tired dude you're fucking tired there we go i think that's all the indication we need um a little idea rather than a little uh a word or a phrase to get people to comment down below to let us know that they made it this far I'm just going to say that at some point during this podcast, I won't say exactly when, but at some point I started holding in a shit. And as a result of this, my stomach made some noises that I'm 99% sure were picked up by my mic. Uh, I wasn't flashing green on Discord, so you guys didn't hear them, but I'm pretty sure the noises my body made as it held forth the diarrhea that is about to froth uh, did get picked up. So if you heard them, I'm going to say leave a time code down below, which is your best guess as to when I started needing a shit. Not when the noises wow. were heard. Your best guess as to when I realised I needed a shit. That's what I'm looking for. So hold on, and, have you uh, made a note of the time code of when you started to need one? No, I'm going to watch it back myself, time code by time code, and I'm going to be the judge. Right. But like, it's will, like a, will there be a prize for the correct, uh, um, like I'll, correct I'll, answer? I'll, 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 do you know when I go and do it now, I'll take a selfie, and the prize will be... Uh, they'll get sent that self. Oh, a stool sample. No, I shouldn't have said that because I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sick yourself with myself. Um, the prize will be. Yeah, I mean, someone already has a picture of you on a toilet as a uh, profile picture. <laughs> oh, yeah, so. what, what, yeah, that's true. Um, what if the prize was just as simple as like if you actually get it right and I remember you're just you're immediately the comment of the week, and then that give. But then that means we're talking about diarrhea inside the first 15 minutes next week. Do we really want to saddle ourselves with that? Mm. It's a good, it's a good question. No, okay, we'll leave it, leave it open ended. If you, if you can't guess when the time code is that I start needing poo, then you can make suggestions for what the prize for the person gets it right is. Then you have got two options, right? Yeah, fair enough. Decent. All right, sounds good. Thank you all so much for watching. Whether you're watching on YouTube, if you were, like the video, subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a comment down below. If you were listening on a podcast platform of your choice, please do remember to rate us five stars if this was possible. If you're listening on Paisley Radio, shout out to all of you. We love you all. Remember, if you want to support us and keep this podcast going in the future, patreon.com forward slash super show is the place to be. Thank you all so much for the support. Thank you for watching and or listening. We'll see you next time.